Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the flagship edition of the Boxing Voice Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern here on the East Coast. Uh, I guess it's 4 o'clock on the West, and I know I normally don't do this for the flagship show, so I'm all fucked up with the times everywhere else, but that doesn't even matter, because we're here to discuss uh, a bunch of boxing, man. Everybody is back, and I guess uh, the biggest return is Adrian Broner. And the biggest fight is Valdez and Burchell. Uh, and then there's a lot, a lot of boxing in between all that. So welcome back, gentlemen. Moore's House, Mario Munguilla. What it do? What up? What up, Nash? What is up? Yo, you ready? You ready for the best fight of 2021? That's what, I'm, that's what, that's what I want to know. Is that Burchell and... Valdez. Of course, Champy. Of course. It's Yo, I, I watched the press conference. Why should I'm someone so watch excited. this fight? Why should someone tune into this particular fight? Hold on, let me get my soapbox. All right. Uh, listen, this is the epitome mm. of boxing. Mm-hmm. Mexican versus Mexican. Let me tell you what you get from a fight like this. What, do you what get? you get from a fight like this is drama but it's intent drama it's the kind of drama that you can see play out one through 12 and and it's got like a storyline you know what i mean these guys are not going to quit 
Now, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and pretend that Valdez, you know, that I think he's going to win. I don't think he has much of a chance. That's not to say he doesn't have any chance, but this is going to be a great fight. And Burchell, no matter what, is going to have to earn this. These are the moments where the biggest and best kind of drama can happen because these are the two guys that you put in the ring and they won't want to give up. They don't want to give anything to, to each other. I, I fell in love with boxing during the Barretta Morales era of the featherweight and, and junior featherweight and super light or yeah, junior lightweight division. Um, and this is reminiscent of that. Both of these guys have skill, but they also have a mindset that puts them in a situation where they will go toe-to-toe. This is the not a casual fight fans fight. This is an anyone fight fans fight, okay? You always heard the thing about, okay, if they're playing baseball in one corner, basketball in another, boxing on another, you're going to watch the boxing match, right? We've all heard that adage before. What? This what? Is, what? 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 Say that again? Oh, the old adage is that if they're playing foot, if there's four corners and they're playing football in one corner, basketball in one corner, baseball in one corner, and boxing on the fourth corner, there isn't a spectator in the world that won't be watching the fight. It is mm. the thing to watch, and this is that kind of fight where it doesn't matter if you've watched boxing all your life or if you this is your first fight. This will keep anybody's attention span. That's my bet. Big drama show. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think uh, with these two, obviously Mexico versus Mexico, a lot of pride involved. In this fight, you got offense number one, two, three, four, and maybe defense comes fifth. Uh, Valdez uh, is a little bit better defensively. Burchelt, he just throws that right out the window. He don't care. But uh, I think Valdez got too much pride. They're going to go toe-to-toe, and uh, I think... At the very least, it's going into the championship rounds with a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears. It's going to be good. It's going to be crazy. You know, Burchell really uh, doesn't get credit for finishing and ruining the career of Francisco Vargas. And, uh, you know, you have to ask yourself, how much better is Valdez than Vargas? And Mario, really, this is your thing, right? These are your guys. I mean... I think Valdez doesn't get hit nearly as much as Francisco Vargas no, did. No, not at all. But he does get hit. And Alacran, man, he changed, like I said, he he, cha- he really changed the, 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 the life of Francisco Vargas. So I don't know. This could be a very dangerous fight. And Alacran is uh, accurate, while Valdez is wide. Now, he is with Reynoso. How many fights he's been in with Reynoso, and, and, and do you feel that he's tightened that up? I do not. I'm just saying. <clears throat> yeah, I think he's only uh, been with him a few fights, right? Two or three tops. I think this is gonna be the third, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and 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 you nailed it, Ness. You said it perfect. You know, uh, you know, El Akran made his bones I guess off of the Francisco Vargas fights you know he he really jumped into the light after those you know Francisco Vargas was going around as you know the blood and guts warrior of the mid 2010s right and, and he had gained that reputation from fighting uh how did you say Mira Mira 
uh, Takashi, right? And so these guys were fighting each other, and and they were making incredible fights, fight of the year candidates. But then along came Burchell, and he showed Burchell showed why he's not just the Mexican fighter that you know puts the chin down and just lets the hands go. He has skill, he has ability, he has athleticism. He showed what a, what a what a you know come forward one dimensional fighter. Uh, looks like, and, and I'm not saying Francisco Vargas is one-dimensional per se, but but there were levels to this. There's levels to the sport, and Burchelt showed that there's levels to this type of style, and he ended up putting, uh, you know, Francisco Vargas uh, out in the in their last fight. But um, that's the thing about Burchelt that I love so much. But that question that you asked, it, it's it's an important one. You know, is he as good as Francisco Vargas, or is he better? The thing is, he's different. You know what I mean? Francisco Vargas' approach in the ring is different than what a Valdez approach is. But plain and simple, I don't think that he has the punching power um, to to keep Burchell honest. And I don't think he's going to have the output to um, be successful. Not against a guy like Burchell. Wow, I didn't expect you to think he didn't have the power. What about you, uh... Morris House, you think he doesn't have the power to keep Burchell honest, he said. No, I don't think he does either. Uh, I mean, he's going to throw 80, 90 punches around, but Burchell is just going to keep walking forward. And uh, eventually, I think it's going to catch up to him. And it's going to be a, a stoppage in the championship rounds. 10, 11, 12 stoppage. Burchell gets the win. Wow. Uh, just two. I, and I think... He's a lot bigger. I mean, obviously, they're going to weigh the same. But yes. just physically, he's broader. He's bigger. Uh, and it's going to be too much for him. Yeah, that that's and that's really more what I was going for, too. I mean, we've seen – I mean, Valdez has, what, 20 uh, – how many knockouts does he have? He has uh, 22 and 28 fights, okay? And, and and it's not like this is his first fight at, at, the, at the class. You know, he fought Adam Lopez and he fought – uh, Jason Velez. The thing is, is that you know we did see Valdez go down in that Adam Lopez fight, right? Uh, and on the other side of it, it's not just about the punching power. It's the, it's the, it's the full, you know, uh, it's the full approach that he brings. And I don't think that he has the size power. He doesn't have the ability to bully Burchelt. I don't think. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. Be, Based off Miguel's style and what he brings, I don't see Valdez being able to put Burchelt in awkward enough situations that it throws him completely off his game. Um, I, I think Burchelt dictates the pace of this fight. And fortunately for us, that type of pace isn't just this, you know, 12-round shutout, master class, shoulder roll, you know, anything like that. His pace and his dictation of a fight is just fun. It's plain fun. And that gives Valdez somewhat of a chance. But ultimately, he's he's not going to be undefeated after Saturday night. It's funny. So basically, you guys are saying that uh, the time that he spent with Reynoso doesn't matter. He's going to resort to what he knows, which is banging, and, and that's going to be his downfall. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just – when you get in a firefight like that between – Two outstanding fighters, no matter what, Renault. It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. 
only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at cox.com. Ask Ashley the podcast is sponsored by Cox. So tells him in the corner, eventually he's going to vert back to what he does and what he does best, which is a lot of output. But I think Burchelt can take all that output. No problem. Yeah, agreed. It's not that I think it was for nothing. And it's not that I think that his time was a waste or anything like that. All I'm saying is that I think Burchelt is a different kind of fighter and whatever Oscar Valdez can bring whatever he's done that's gotten him better and more prepared for this day there was never going to be a situation where Burchelt was not going to be that much more ready you know what I mean like he was already playing uh you know down a few points on this one and and this is all based off of again it's not just the come forward mindset and the approach that Burchelt has it's also the skill set. It's also the athleticism. He's able to, you know, do things with that style that are impressive at, at the highest level. So, you know, I think it's going to show. Super chat from C Dub that says, "Is that why Gary uh, will not fight Burchell? No power." And obviously, he means Gary Russell Jr., uh, who is in the hundred and twenty-six pound division, not the hundred and thirty, though. Yeah, and I had said, uh, yeah, I didn't think Valdez had the power, um, but he's asking if uh, Gary has no power. I guess I don't know. Um, well, I mean, he's, 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 I mean, he's saying, is that why Gary will not fight Burchell? No because power. he doesn't have power. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, that's but, what but I he's thought. Also he's also asking him to move up. You know, what I mean, not that we don't care. We want him to fight fucking Crawford, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I mean, you know, Burchell. Listen, listen, I'm not gonna say he's like the most avoided fighter in the world or anything, but, uh, you know, he is a tough guy to match for other fighters. I mean, he's gonna make it a fight, even if you put him in there with a guy that is better than him or more skilled than him. He's always gonna make it tough. Yeah, man. Um, gonna be a hell of a fight, that's for sure. It, they're selling it because it should be a firefight. Um, and, and then it's no, gonna, it will be a firefight now. So it's going to be a firefight. I mean, for however long it lasts, right? For According however to- long it lasts. That's true. That's true. You know, last la- last uh, last year we we you know we got treated to a, a top rank Saturday night war. Um, you know, and, and and I think this is going to be no different. I think it's going to be a war again, however long it lasts. But um, I don't know. It just feels good. This matchup for me, it it it, it almost like I forgot there's not going to be fans. It's almost like I forgot what's going on. It's like this is boxing for me. This is the type of fights that I want to see. And it's like nothing, no issues in the world can get between my excitement you know and and i've had a hell of a week you know what i mean no power uh no water the coldest it's ever been in texas in a really long time um and so i none of that matters to me i'm firing up the barbecue pit bro don't forget the biggest thing on the biggest thing is that you had fake snow 
Oh yeah, flammable <laughs> snow. Flam- I had to dodge that flammable snow. But yo, listen, I'm I, like I said, I'm getting the fajitas. I'm putting them on the barbecue pit. Um, you know, wife cooking pico de gallo. I mean, making pico de gallo. I've got the brothers coming over, and it's you know, it feels like old times again. It feels like old times. You know, I I, I wish we were doing a fight chat, but um, you know, either way, it's gonna be amazing. I mean, you oh, know. hopefully the no crowd doesn't affect the fight. I mean, I don't believe it will, but some fighters don't fight the same with no crowd. But I think these two will. It don't even matter to no, them. They're gonna go totally. You know, David, I'm gonna say this. I know it's gonna sound weird, but I really wouldn't mind if they like pump fake crowd noise <laughs> in. Like, I'll like I'll watch like Sky tried like, to do like, that. Yeah, they I did. remember. They did. And, and yeah. Fox, Fox did the crowd noise too. It was like, oh, uh, did they? Yeah. Did they? Yeah, I feel oh, like I, I feel like they did it with 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 Goose, and I remember like Goose and talking in here, and I hope I'm not wrong. You might be right. Listen, I watched football. They did it with football. I watched basketball. They did it with basketball. I watched wrestling. They did it with wrestling, and they ended up doing it with baseball too. You know, so I don't think it's. Sky came think, off it though, right? They stopped after they got complaints I thought, the yeah. first time. Yeah, they got complaints. Yeah, but see, that's the but thing I'm is, pretty, like, I everybody's like... going to complain when it's new. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, it, but, but here's the thing. I don't want it to just be, you know, hit play on some, you know, B track that just plays throughout the night. Like, I want somebody at the, you know, uh, soundboard, you know, ready when those moments come on and they know what the crowd sounds like when those moments come on. And, uh, you yeah, know, but, just a constant scream, scream exactly. of noise in the background. Yeah. That, yeah I get you know, that. that like, nah, I want, you know, but, but at the same time, I get why some, why I would rub some people the wrong way. I do. Um, but yeah, I mean, any factors that would be missing from a fight like this, like, I don't want them missing, but that's how, that's how amazing this fight is for me is that like, you know, I've, I've kind of like put blinders on for them like you know and they asked them you know what, what's it going to be like fighting without a crowd if, if you got to see uh the the press conference today uh they had it and, and you know they said the same kind of answers like you know it's not a big deal whatever um but ultimately it could be you know some guys thrive off that crowd i mean everybody gets you know that kind of b12 shot with the crowd it it, it and infuses the excitement right and it adds to it and some guys are able to dig deeper um, some guys, you know, they well, get that we adrenaline saw Josh shot. Martin last week. Yeah. Oh, good point. Very good point. But yeah, I don't. But I still, like I said, I don't think it's going to affect these two. No. But uh, obviously, we all want crowds back in in all sports, especially boxing. And uh, it would be great to have crowd there for this fight. But I don't think it's going to matter in the outcome. I feel you. Look, uh, a couple of super chats. Mad Ben 100 says Valdez by UD by boxing. Shh. Wait, Valdez is oh Valdez by UD by boxing. Unanimous decision. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and then let's see what Repit says. If Burchelt wins, can he petition to fight Theofimo at 135? Um, I mean he can do whatever he wants, but. But Diofimo is... I mean, he could petition, but it won't be for yeah. Diofimo. It'll be for fucking uh, Devin. Yes, yes. But 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 Diofimo, you know, we know he's got um, 
he's got you know his own plans you know Ramirez Taylor's probably something that's going to end up happening um but yeah you're right Burchell he wait no 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 Burchell has the WBC Teofimo so he could petition to fight Haney that's right because Teofimo would be franchise status so yeah you're right you're right but either way, he's yeah, not he won't be able to fights. petition to fight no franchise champ. You crazy me? Kidding nah, me? nah, nah. You're right. You're right. But listen, and that's the thing about Burchell. He wins on Saturday night, and he does something that catches the excitement and the and the attention of people. Who knows where his name lands? You know, I, I we kind of did, or at least I did, just dismiss the Theofimo fight. But who knows what doors it opens? Listen, I remember not too long ago a fighter. Uh, by the name of Donaire, okay, he was fighting on HBO for the first time, right? And and very few people knew who he was. He, had, you know, he was a smaller guy. Uh, he fought in the smaller guy divisions, obviously, and and those don't get as much uh, excitement or, or press. And then he went out there and absolutely starched Fernando Montiel, starched him in one of the, you know, sickest knockouts you'll see, and. Everybody was talking about him, you know, casual fans. I mean, he was on ESPN. He was, you know, he had that highlight everywhere. And, you know, that's what a great performance can do. You know, a guy like Donaire who, you know, before that, I think he had fought Hernan Marquez, right? And and no hate, but it's like nobody know, knew who that was. And Donaire made know. his name, made his bones, shot nah, himself into that nah, limelight. Nah, you tripping. You tripping. And, and it's funny that I get the one criticized for not knowing the lighterweights. Herman Marquez was actually pretty known because of his name and his fighting style. Remember, he was like... Well, baby, he ended up being known baby a little Tyson better. Baby Tyson or Mexican well, Tyson. It was, yeah, it was... Tyson in there. It was Hernan uh, Tyson Marquez. Not yeah. baby. It was just Hernan Tyson Marquez. But, you know, he but he had other fights later on. You know, he fought Estrada. Uh, uh, what was the Hawaiian kid that he... Brian Valoria, you know. So he had other fights. But at that time, I mean, it wasn't like, you know... Donaire didn't make his bones off that guy, but that performance on HBO on that one Saturday night propelled Donaire for years to come and, and, and really blew his name up. And that can happen in a big way on Saturday night. You know, Burchelt's already a big name, but this could be crossover status. It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In store or online at mattressfirm.com today. Are they both top rank fighters? Yes, they are. In house. Yes, sir. Yeah, in house to Tio. Top that's rank. Why there's, top rank. That's why there's money for it this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, but, well, but, also but I don't got anybody for nobody though. unless it's in house. 
Littler, littler weight classes too is more, more, but you know, less budget rather. That's true. That's true. Now you, 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 are not wrong. Smaller but, gap on these guys, man. But yeah, this is, no, but this is one of the big fights, man. Um, should we move on? I don't want to rush you. I know you love, you know, you get you're shining right now. This you get to shine with your little guys. Yeah, another, no, listen. It's another I'm, weekend with three different good cards. Decent no, cards. for three sure, for sure. Three different networks, man. That's the saddest part, man. All yeah, this, that all this counter uh, production. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. It does suck, but you know, ultimately, like I I wish I could be I wish I could watch this with everybody. You know, a live fight chat. You know, I'd be I I, I would be interested. You know, in seeing what guys like uh, you know um, Mad Bent or whoever. You know, uh, guys uh, Jaime Hernandez. Like I would love to, to watch it with these guys. Chat? Huh? Did you get to Matt Ben Superchat who said Valdez by unanimous decision? Boxing I did. With I the did. Emoji? Yep. Like, I did. Shh. I did. And so, you know, I would love to watch it with all y'all um, because I know it's going to be one of those, you know, fights. I get shit all the time when we do live fight chats and I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? I have my reactions. and uh, But that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm into the fight. You know, some people, like, they watch boxing, but it's like a, it's like more of a chore for them sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, like Showbox the other night, uh, last night. You know, it got to be a chore a little bit to watch some of those undercards. You know, and and, and it, this isn't that. You know what I mean? There's there's no moment in this, this fight I think that we're gonna have to. That. Yeah, but but this is gonna be attention grabbing and attention withstanding. That's not the right word. Retain retention. This is like attention retention time right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't wait. But uh, yeah, we can make our picks and move on. Um, I'm picking Burchelt. Um, I think it. I think it. Uh, I, I think it probably goes the distance. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Burchelt knockout because I want to see him stop because I want to see him propelled to that next level. Mm. I'm on the same page. Championship round stoppage. Yes. I don't think uh, he'll get the lights turned out, but I think he'll end up taking a beat. The ref will jump in or the corner will throw in the towel. I think that's the smarter, uh, the safer bet, I guess. Because going... Val, uh, Valdez can take a punch, too. I mean, let's not get it twisted. He ain't just going to get hit once and go flying. You know, he's going to be he's going to be in there. I'm going with Valdez and his Points. team and the fact that he had a better 2020 Stay busy fight. His was more. It was it was so much more than a stay busy. You know the guy that Valdez fought. Cervania, Cervania. No, uh, Velez. He fought Velez last in 2020 for during COVID. Whereas uh, this guy fought, you know, Venezuela, and it was a no contest because it was not even a sanctioned fight in Mexico. So it's like, you know, Valdez is in the better camp. He's got the better in-house sparring. I mean, I just don't know that Burchell is at 100%. Everything is stacked against him. You know, COVID, shitty COVID tune-up, and then no team really to speak of. I mean, doesn't live in the States. I mean, not that Oscar Valdez also lives in Mexico, but again, he trains in the States. So I don't know. I'm going Valdez, man. You what? too. Hey, I'm going Valdez. All right. I hey, like it. it I like it. I mean, hey, man, I love it. I've seen crazier things happen, so. 
Yeah, I'll, see, I would call it an upset, but it wouldn't be like a shocking upset. Damn, you know, no, this isn't no. Laura. This isn't Laura. You know, winning last week at all. You know, Valdez is a. You know, he has a great amateur pedigree. This is a real fighter. You know what I mean? With real skill. He's 28-0. You don't do that accidentally. Former world champion. I mean, this is a guy who is as legit as it comes. And that's why, like, people keep saying, oh, is Eric Morales, Marco Antonio Barrera revisited. I don't think it's that 100%, but um, it's in that same vein, you know? I just don't think Valdez is as live a dog, um, but, you know. We're going to definitely have a good show. These guys got the tension like uh, Morales and Barrera. Oh, no, no, definitely yeah, not. But there is that, that rivalry, Mexico. like you said. You know, there Mexico, is that Mexico. there is that rivalry, and it's more than that, too. You know, Valdez has been wanting to fight Burchelt for a long time. You know, every time uh, – well, actually, both of them have been wanting to fight each other. You know, every time one of them was on the national stage, you know, it, it, they always just seem to miss each other. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and so they want that get back. Um, I, would, I would suggest if you have not seen it, go and watch – what is it? Blood, Sweat – tears i forgot what it's called but it's on espn oh, the top rank thing yeah, yes yeah. it's like yeah. their 24 7 thing or whatever they have a part one and a part two um yeah. i ended they're up shorter though they're a lot shorter they are very they? very yeah. well they're more like and they're more like compact the way this story tell you know what i mean the way they present it it's i feel like it's more uh like they're checking off boxes in in, in a way but um you know it's still good it was still, it it's you know, worth a watch for sure. Let me get a few things. Uh, for one, I was wrong. I thought Youth was on the side of Valdez. He's actually 30. Burchell is 39. And we got a few super chats we're going to get to. We, we we last left off at uh, what rep it. So I think who's next is JB Cinema. This says, I put, oh, shit. 500 on Valdez and DraftKings, Lord. Whoa. What what are those odds like, JV? JB. Let us let us know what them odds were JB, like. JB, man, Champy. I'm just saying when, me and you picked them, so you know, give me something good. Oh, you want that? You want that tip? You know what I'm saying? Yo, a lot of people really picking Valdez out here. I'm that's I'm glad. That's so cool. I'm so happy that that's the way it is. Um, Valdez is almost a two to one underdog. Is he? Okay, so well, he's I, getting. When I looked last night, money, that's not bad. When I looked last night, Valdez was minus eleven ten, and uh, Burchett was plus six twenty five. So was that about two to one? Close. Wait, Valdez was. What'd you say, Valdez was? Hold on here. Maybe I got my uh, no. No, I'm way off. Hold on. Sorry. Valdez plus three hundred. Valdez plus uh, three hundred. Burchell. So that's was, three to uh, one on his money. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I was so looking at the next one fight. On his money. So, wow. So five hundred makes him fifteen. He wins a thousand. That's not. That's not bad at all. We should begin our first guest. Uh, Troy Isley signed a James Prince in top rank. Uh, just scored uh, his first win. Had his debut on top rank. A few days ago and uh he should be joining us i want to go back to these super chats super chatty left off on jb cinema put the 500 on valdez and DraftKings. show kid mario's opponent for border wars march 13th says he's excited for this fight weekend great warm-up for border wars on march 13th hope brona looks good great shows today tbv 
So, mm. yeah. Uh, the, 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 since we're talking betting lines, uh, Showkid has slightly taken the favorite position according to uh, TBV's uh, betting line. And Mario is back to being an underdog uh, like his first fight with King. Not as well, big, you hear though, that. I Go mean, make that bag. Go. I mean, I mean, it's I not know. it's not an easier way to make money. There's only two people that's that's taking all bets on you. So that's if anybody want to like take a bet, you get you can hit up. Uh, bro, listen, James Valdez, I'm, I'm, he wants a Mario bet, and someone else, I forgot who else. Yeah, that? man, I'm, I'm happy to make people the bag. I'm happy. Yo, call me GameStop, because I'm just gonna mm. make a bunch of people rich. Uh, yo, <laughs> yo, Eric Cruz. Uh, also with a super chat says shout out to Pittsburgh Bruce. Yeah, I talked to Bruce the other day. Hey, there goes Troy right there. What's going on, Troy? Isley, how you doing, Chilling. brother? First and foremost, man, congratulations, obviously, on your uh, your win over on top rank in the bubble, man. Uh, tell us how'd you feel about it. I mean, uh, I felt like I could have did better, but I mean, for me to be off two years, you know, doing shoulder injuries, I mean, it was pretty good. Wow. But uh, I just gotta uh, like slow stuff down, you know, and get 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 used to the pace because I was still like trying to throw out of punches, fight fast like an amateur, and I kind of came out a little bit anxious. So just work on slowing stuff down. But as far as like performance, wise I mean, I think it was pretty good. Now, did it meet your 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 pro debut expectations? I mean, this is something you've envisioned in your mind for a while, turning pro. Uh, was mm -hmm. it everything that you wanted it to be? I mean, it, I got the W, so I mean, I, I can't complain about that. But I mean, uh, I mean, I, I thought I, I wanted it to be better, you know, saying performance-wise. But I mean, I'm not gonna beat myself up about it. I got a thousand more fights left. So. It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small-town charm, in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small-town charm, in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. No, I Well, I was definitely not. Um, I, I definitely wasn't talking about the uh, performance itself. Like I, I mm -hmm. meant, I meant like, were you slightly disappointed there was no fans? Did you not mind there wasn't any fans? Because oh, oh. you know, obviously, well, when I mean, you before you yeah, turned pro, there was. I was highly disappointed there wasn't no fans. Okay. I mean, uh, but my family came out uh, to support. So I mean, I, I probably would have had like. Like thirty more, like thirty more of uh, my family out there, okay. but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the crowd. I like hearing the oohs and ahs. And then uh, I haven't fought, you know, I fought like before the pandemic and all that, so they were allowing fans. But I mean, as far as I mean, I I I, I would have wanted to be fans, but I wasn't really like mad that it wasn't that there wasn't any fans. But I mean, 
I still knew a lot of people was watching me because of, you know, my amateur background and stuff like that. So, I mean, I knew I had a lot of support, you know, around the world. Oh, you definitely had that buzz. You definitely had that buzz. I think that, uh, and by the way, Mari Mugia here. Troy, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know what, you know what it's like? I told my brother the other day, well, not the other day, but before the week of your fight, I said, you know, his buzz is like, like one of those Heisman football, uh, you know, quarterbacks that that wins the Heisman that enters the draft. You know, the buzz behind you, it, it, it's big. You know, it's big time. So I understand what you say when you say, you know, the performance. You know, you you felt like it didn't live up to your, you know, what you know you're capable of doing. That said, he was a tall guy. Like he did a yeah. lot of good things. It wasn't just like to me. It wasn't just some soft touch in your first outing as a pro at all. Is that how you mm. felt? Did you think he was tougher than? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> I mean, for sure, I didn't think he was, uh, I mean, you're not the only one that said that. Uh, everyone else said, you know, uh, even Top Rank said that, uh, it, you know, this guy was tough, you know. He's a tough, he tall guy. You know, he, you're not just, they told me, you know, they're not just going to uh, build me easy. So, you know, you know, I understand. He was like, you're going to, you know what I'm saying, if you want to go fight uh, a tank, you know what I'm saying, overseas, and, you know what I'm saying, you go be with them. But, I mean, you're with us, so you're going to fight some real people, so. Mm. But I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, I thought if I had like two more rounds, maybe I could have stopped him. But I didn't get my rhythm until the last round. So, uh, Troy, how many fights do you expect to have? I mean, have they talked to you about how many fights per year they're looking to, you know, give you? When do you expect to be back? Um, I'll be back in April. That's the next time. And uh, looking at four to six. Perfect. Love it. Love it. Uh, I, I, I want to ask uh, about the weigh-in mask. Uh, you chose to wear a Transformers mask, and that's your ring name now. So, yeah, tell us a little backstory on that. Uh, I mean, so when I came into the gym, uh, I was a, a quiet kid. I still am pretty quiet, you know. When you first meet me, you know, I'm not, like, talking a lot. And, uh... You know, I always people. I, then I wore glasses, and then I was real skinny. This before I wore glasses, real skinny, and then everyone would be like, "Who is this kid?" You know, like he's from Alexandria, Virginia. You know, no one ever comes. There are any good boxes from Alexandria, Virginia. So like, who is this kid? He's quiet. He doesn't really, not really arrogant stuff like that. And then I will fight, and I'll blow like I have. I'll just excite everybody. You know, everyone. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? I'll just excite the whole show. And then uh, K was just like, we're going to call you the Transformer. That's how I got that name. Oh, so it was your coach, K Karoma. Yeah, he gave me the Transformer name, yeah. Okay. So whose idea was it to come into the weigh-in with the mask? I think that made it a was good K's. splash. It was K. Okay, okay. Nice. Shout out to K, man. Shout out to K. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, uh, he's thinking, man. This, this is... Uh, it gets it's something that's memorable, you know. Even though it's something so simple as your mask, which was, you know, obviously protocol for COVID, but it's more mm-hmm. memorable. Like, yo, who's that guy with the transformer mask? And it will. Get I had a couple people buzzing. ask me just like that, you know. Exactly. What I mean? Hey, I saw there was wasn't there somebody that wore a transformer? I, you know what I mean? So it hits the marquee for. Um, you know, I say older, but obviously older than you, you know, because I'm in my 30s and guys in their 30s and 40s that, you know, watch that stuff growing up, you know, like like Jared Anderson 
uh, fought during Halloween. He had the Chucky doll. He, I don't know if you saw it, but he had the Chucky mm-hmm. outfit. Like, I love that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I love when guys go out of their way to entertain us, you know, it, not just in between the ropes. So that was a good look. I loved it. Yes, he's from Alexandria, Virginia. Yes, sir. Uh, people asking in the chat. So I was going to go with that. Like, is there uh, more to the Transformers? Are you now planning more for the ring walk? Since I know that you are part yeah. of that big baby stable and, and he did the Chucky mask. Are you planning uh, more or anything for us in the future? Well, I mean... Uh... We're just going to go with, like, different uh, logos. I got a uh, designer. My friend is, like, a graphic designer. So uh, I, I let him make uh, make my uh, uh, Galvatron logo, and we're just going to make a bunch of logos and, you know, a bunch of new names. We're going to come up with names and different logos, you know, but we're going to try to put them on every different uniform. I love that. You know, you're 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 part of a generation, right, where where everybody's a grinder and hustler online. Merch is such a big thing. I feel like in the boxing world, uh fighters really miss out a lot of times on merch. You know what I'm saying? Like uh so design it. So is that something that you think you're going to be able to do? You're going to uh you know, as you come up presenting, yeah. you know, merch and stuff. That's perfect. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's a great idea. It really is. You know, I, I love wearing, you know, uh, representing fighters because, you know, you know, boxing's a niche sport. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, definitely cool. Definitely cool. So, so uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were going. Uh, so uh, now we, we talked about, you know, um, your expectations, you know, as a pro coming in. Um, but do you feel like it's harder right now obviously with covid and everything to i guess build the momentum and and really get or does that stuff happen mostly in the gym those that growth that you need to go from you know uh the the amateur turning pro to the pro turning contender to the contender turning champion you know what i'm saying well i mean i i think i think it's really in the gym you know that we uh got to work on those things, you know, the things you're not good at, the things that I really listen to what, like, like what I want to do is, like, each fight, just listen to what the commentators say, you know, what I need to work on and, you know, just go work on that. And I feel like, uh, but I feel like, you know, every step, like, that you take forward, is it starts in the gym. Do you watch boxing? Like, like, yeah. uh, like as a fan, you do. That's good. I'm mm-hmm. glad a lot of people don't like, believe it or not. We've interviewed so yeah. many fighters over the years. They're like, oh, man, I barely watch boxing. I'm like, cool. no, I think yeah. I think you told us the last time out. I hope I'm not wrong here. But didn't you say Shakur is one of your favorites to watch? Yeah, Shakur. Uh, I'm trying to get that. I, I like it. Uh, Shakur always knows what to do at the right time. He has a, a great boxing IQ. And, you know, he, he knows when to punch. He just knows when to do everything. So. Definitely, uh, I definitely watch the core, Andre Ward, Canelo, and uh, Terrence Crawford, and I watch Floyd too as well. That's amazing. That's good news. Good news. And, All good guys. Uh, and a like. lot of Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray Leonard too. Mm. My fault, my fault about that. Nah, it's all good. So, I hey, got Troy. You. Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No. no, you got it. Hey, Troy. Uh, this is Dave. Yeah, uh, congratulations on the win. Thanks for joining the Boxing Voice fam. Uh, just to uh, go somewhere else, uh, how did you get in touch with uh, Mr. Prince, Jay Prince, and uh, how did that uh, connection come about? 
Well, uh, well, he had known about me like from Shakur. You know, he had known about me already. And then uh, Top Rank used to invite me to fights. So he'll see me, uh, he'll see me like, you know, just hanging out and stuff like that around Shakur and stuff. But uh, early uh, April 2019, he had, he had just popped up at the OTC. We were, we were sparring one day and he, uh, he, had, he talked to me. We had a, a good uh, one-on-one talk. And then after we were done training, he took us, he took us out to eat. And uh, that's how I, that's how I, that's how, that's when I first met him. And then uh, after the trials, he was there, uh, you know, he watched, he watched my, uh, my fight, you know, he seeing I was injured and he watched me and, uh, you know, he said, you know, he wanted to sit down and have a talk with me, me and my family uh, right after the trials. And we had a talk after the trials and uh, that was. It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small-town charm, in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. Uh, about the first meeting, though, I was pretty sure that I was going to go with Jay. After that meeting, I was pretty sure I was going to go with him. But uh, I did have a uh, Shelly Fingo and uh, and Keith. I mean, Keith Conley, who, who I was talking to as well before the trials. And but uh, once I talked to Jay, I was pretty sure that. Uh, and then uh, doing my research around around about Jay, uh, everybody was like, you know, whatever. Talking to fighters, they were like, whatever Jay has told you, told them he was going to do, you know, Jay's done it. He, he's 100% he's honest. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't lie and say, you know, he's going to do something and doesn't do it, you know. So I, I felt like Jay was the right decision for me, uh, boxing-wise and, you know, after boxing, for life after boxing as well as, like, so, you know, he has a lot of business, vendors and stuff like that. So that's why I thought Jay was the right route. Yeah, and Jay Prince seems to have a lot of love for boxing. He's been around for a long time, so it's only going to benefit you to be with someone that really sticks his neck out for fighters and uh, tries to get the best for him. So, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it must have been a great feeling to have three big-time managers uh, or advisors come and, uh, you know, seek your services. And, and Keith Conley, Shelly Finkel, and James Prince, man, and I really admire Keith Conley. He's new, or young rather, but uh, man, he's a powerhouse. This guy's he's able, making moves. Yeah, he's able to get his fighters on every every network. So uh, man, shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. Anyone else uh, that you guys are opening the doors for? Because it feels like that. It feels like you know uh, Shakur opened the door and K. Now all his fighters are turning pro, you know, and it's not just Shakur anymore. So uh, anyone else that we're going to be finding out? I mean, I know it's Keyshawn, right? But he already, did he have yeah. his debut already? No, nah, his debut's nah. on the 27th. Okay. He's on the zone, on the Canelo card. Okay. Yeah, he chose to go with the zones. Is he, is he with James Prince? Uh, nah, nah. He, he, he Keyshawn doing his own. I don't, I, I don't know what Keyshawn doing, but he, I think he's doing his own thing. That's, that's my guess. But he'll, 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 he'll come out and let us know. But I don't know what Keyshawn's doing. Okay, yeah, I see him working hard though. He looked like he'd be in that gym. Is he? Does he train with you guys? 
Yeah, he trains with us here. So I uh, got. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to ask you because you're 22, right? Mm -hmm. Young, mm -hmm. young, uh, middleweight. Uh, do you? How well do you make that weight? Or I guess like how long do you think you're gonna be at uh that that weight class? Because I mean, you seem like a dude who I mean, I feel like you're not even peaked yet in terms of growing. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I think you got some size coming. Yeah, I wanted to. Uh... I wanted to uh, try out uh, to try to see if I can go down one, go down to one forty-seven. But uh, uh, I don't know. I think I think I maybe I got like my first four years maybe at that weight, and then I think okay. like four years from now maybe I'll be like a, either a natural, you know, one sixty or just like bigger maybe. Okay. I feel like maybe four years from now I still got some some growing to do and some height to do, but. I def I don't I think maybe like it'll be it'll be a struggle trying to get down to like fifty four like four years from now. Got you, got you. Okay, good answer. Go ahead, Ness. My well, bad. I mean, I got some from the people. Uh, one okay. you already answered, but I'm gonna give him a shout out anyway. James Valdez in San Antonio, Texas, asks, "What's the story behind the nickname Transformer?" But you did answer that. Um, and then we got James Benitez who says that there's you. Joey Spencer and Lorenzo Truck Simpson as the future heavyweight, I mean, excuse me, future middleweight division. Uh, why should we look at you and believe you are the best of the future crop? And also, why should they stay the hell out your way? Wish you much health and success in life. Well, I mean, uh, why, why, why should you look at me? I mean, I'm the, I'm the best. I feel like I'm the best. Uh, and I feel like uh, I fought the best, you know, coming off in the amateurs, and uh, you know, I just I feel I feel like I'm the best coming off the amateurs, and as well, uh, why you should look at me is, uh, I mean, you're not gonna. I promise every every fight is gonna get better, and uh, definitely you'll be excited. But I don't know. I don't know right now. This is a good question. I'll, I'll tell everybody. Yeah, all question. you gotta do Definitely is go to you. All you gotta do is go to YouTube and watch my man fight a couple times. You'll see what's so special. Uh, you you you're a really great athlete. Like I know you. You know you had a, a tremendous amateur pedigree. But was there ever any other moments where you were playing other sports or or were interested in other sports? I feel like there could have been some uh, crossover. I did football. I did football. Yeah. Uh, but I did I did that early. I did it like three years, uh, like rec league when I was a, when I was a kid. Oh, okay. And uh, when when I started boxing, my dad uh, he just he was like, "You're just like I was natural at it." So he was just yeah. like, "You're gonna stick to that." He's like, "You're not doing nothing." So he just made me stick to boxing and lock in on that instead of like doing boxing and then doing football here and there. But uh, I definitely I, I did three years of football, two years uh, two years of uh, left side linebacker, and then uh, one year running back. Nice, Yo, nice. Do you know Emmanuel Taylor? Emmanuel Taylor, yeah, I know Emmanuel Taylor, yeah, from Baltimore. Yeah, he used to, he used to, uh, <laughs> he used to say I, I stole his name back because I used to use a transformer back when I was younger. Oh, he but, said yeah, you he stole, stole, it? stole his name. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. Us, that's funny not. though. Yeah, yeah. Think about it though. That's funny though. You the amateur, and he's saying you stole it, right? You was the amateur. Yeah. He been a pro for a minute. He fought Broner like mad years ago in Cincinnati, but that's. 
That's funny that you know him. That's cool. Listen, I got another one from the mm-hmm. people. This one is uh, from Alex, uh, a.k.a. My Iron Throne. He says, with all the negative talk about Bob Arum in the boxing world, can you share your story, your info that can defend the machine that is top rank? So I guess he means, like, why'd you choose top rank? Tell us the good whatever good is coming from it, right? Like, we see Bob kind of mad well, at T.O. I mean, and Bud right now. Yeah, I talked to... Uh, I only I met Bob one time, but uh, I, I was cool, like, real cool with, like, Moretti, Carl Moretti, and then, uh, you know, the uh, they just... They did their research on me, and then I just felt like, like, at the meeting when I met all of them, it just felt like, like... It was it just felt like family, like you know they were talking to me. They knew about me already. Like I just felt like a PBC and the zone. Maybe I would have had to like prove too much. You know what I'm saying? I would have had to just do extra stuff. I just feel like Top Rank wanted me. You know what I'm saying? They wanted me to be a part of their family. You know, about a, a part of the Top Rank family. And also, I feel like Top Rank develops the best. You know, like the look at you know uh, Floyd Delahoya. Uh, uh, Floyd Delahoya, Ray Leonard, all the all the great started, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it started with top rank, so that's why uh, that's why I wanted to go with top rank. I feel like they're going to develop me the best, and out of all three, I feel like top rank is going to develop me the best. And, and do, uh, I wasn't. No, no, go ahead. I'm I wasn't. Sorry. Uh, I mean, I, I, of course, I wanted the best deal, but I mean, I wasn't really too worried about the best deal. I was really more worried about being put in the right situation because I mean, if you're, if you're put in the right situation, the money is always going. You know what I'm saying? The money is going to be there. I just wanted to be put in the right situation with the right people. Very smart. Very smart. Do You know, it's funny, too, because you mentioned guys, you know, like Delahoy and Mayweather. But I feel like they've done a good job with Shakur so far, too. Um, mm-hmm. it, did, did that play a part into it a little bit? Like the way they handled Because it's like very similar in the sense that he had a lot of buzz coming out the amateurs. You got a lot of buzz coming out the amateurs. You know what I'm saying? Did that play a part in your decision making? Yeah, it, it did. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, those are it, all, a, a, everything you said about top rank is true. You know, they definitely know how to develop their fighters, and they they are responsible for a lot of big stars in the sport, man. So it's a, it was it was a solid decision. Uh, we got a couple more here. We got uh, Sims1984 says, uh, great win over the weekend. Now that you've got your first pro fight under your belt, what did you find different, if anything, compared to your amateur fights? Also, what advice was Crawford giving you in the corner? Hope to see you in the ring soon. Again soon, excuse me. Did we uh, you're on mute, champ. Maybe he sure. got a call. Uh, oh, there we go, there we go. We can hear you now, Troy. Oh, it went back on mute. Yeah, you're back, definitely back on mute. And My camera, phone. Camera off. Yeah, my you. Phone is, hold on. We can hear you now. Yeah, my my phone was about to die. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, we can always reschedule, champ. That was what. That was nah, basically nah, the last it's, it's question. Cool, nah. It's cool, it's cool. You hear me? I hear you. You want to answer that. Uh, They was asking, uh, what advice did Crawford give you in the corner? Yeah, he was just telling me to slow, like, work on, like, slowing everything down. I was real anxious, and I was, like, kind of chasing the knockout. So he was just like, just, you know, slow everything down. You don't got to, 
you don't got to rush, you know, let it, let it, let, let it come to you, you know, just slow everything down. And then, uh, you know, telling me to, uh, you know, box a little bit, you know, don't, you know, try to just be so anxious to, you know what I'm saying? Just jump in there taking risks, you know, you don't got to, you know, take all those risks that early, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty good by the way. Pretty good. Yo, uh, Troy, this is going to be like out of left field. I'm ask you, it's a random question, uh, but so let, let we're in the future, right? I'm taking you in the future. You made your first bag. What's the dream car? What's that car you're going to get? Um, oh, man. Uh, I actually like that you don't have an answer like that. That's that's cool. I was thinking, I don't know, but it's it's a, it's a uh, maybe a, like a, a Ferrari truck or something like that. Maybe Woo! one of those. Yeah, those are, one of those. those or, 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 if, or if I'm trying to be like, I would probably say like Mercedes or BMW. Okay. Nice. Okay. Cannot hate on that. Great choices. Great choices. Definitely. Uh, Troy, that I'm a was... Texas dude, so. You know, that was our slap. last question. So if you can, please give out any social media. And obviously, man, when you get the, that April date announced, so we would love to get you back on. Okay, okay. And uh, BoxBoyTroy1 for Instagram, BoxBoyTroy23 for Snapchat, and then BoxBoyTroy1 for, uh, for Twitter. All right, champ, man. Thank you again for coming on, man. We appreciate it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, up-and-coming prospect. Thanks, Troy. Troy Isley. Um, so yeah, we're gonna go back to the weekend's fight card. Uh, next on the undercard, we've got Gabriel Flores versus Jason Velez. This is a tough fight, step up <coughs> fight for uh, Alex's boy, Gabriel Flores Jr. We'll see because Velez gave hell to Abolera, Valdez beat him, but he gave some hell to Valdez. Um, so we'll see. Is, is Flores ready for this, man? It's a good fight, but I'm gonna go Flores. He's the younger guy, you know. He's he's been been groomed for this, but this is a decent fight for sure. Yeah, it's a very very good fight. Very very good fight. I like it. Um, I got to listen to the um, I got to listen to the press conference like I was talking about earlier, and uh, you know these two guys. Um, I feel like it's a good matchup. It, it's a good, like, kind of question and answer fight in the sense that here's the question for Gabriel Flores: Do you handle a guy, uh, in Jason Velez, who who's been in the ring with you know some some good fighters, and what can you do when you get this shot? You know, it's a ten round fight, uh, and uh, I'm picking Gabriel Flores in this fight. Uh, I I think that you know he's got the skill. I think that uh, he's not as uh, what's the word? I, I want to put it like very specific. I don't want to say war torn. That's like too drastic. But I just feel like he's the fresher kid. You know, I mean, he's gonna be able to, uh, I think, handle whatever Jason Velez uh, puts his way. But um, definitely an interesting fight. Show kid with the super chat says, "Damn, his phone lasts about as long as Mario's gas tank." Mm, that's funny. That's that's super funny. That's that's funny. <laughs> Hopefully it don't take too long to uh you know <laughs> get nine one one over there for you. But uh yeah man, it, it's uh wait, did you pick you pick Gabriel? I pick Gabriel Flores. 
And I'm gonna go Dave? with uh, uh, with Falco over. Uh, is this the same? Is this another Arta Akakov or is this the same Wolverine that Billy Joe fought? Uh, that's the same guy. Yeah, I'm picking Falco. And then I'm picking my brethren, um, Elvis Rodriguez, Brian Luna. I'm picking my my young prospects and the Zayas. You know, but let's let's uh, start from the top. So, are you guys any any anything special you want to say about the Brazilian going on against Wolverine? No. All right. Go ahead, Dick. Oh, not much. No, I I don't I don't uh I ain't got too much info on uh that fight so i really don't want to jump out the window and speak on something that i really don't know too much about i remember the guy fighting billy joe and he's a sturdy fella but i don't know much about the other guy he was I'm trying to pull up the card right now he was pretty sturdy i think we've seen him twice already losing somebody else used he lost to andrade joe. too yeah there you go yeah, yeah. so and um, they both decisioned him right yeah. yeah no 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 andrade uh Ended up getting, I think it was a TKO. Really? In, yeah, in like the last round, or the 11th or 12th round, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on. I haven't pulled up. Get Let me Andrade. see. Uh, Archer, he lost to Andrade. TKO in the 12th. Hmm. TKO in the 12th. Uh, but the Billy Joe Saunders was a unanimous decision loss. Um, you know, but you know, the scorecards weren't bad. Uh, you know, one judge had it 115, 113, uh, another judge had it 116, 113. Um, so you know, they weren't it wasn't like a blowout or nothing, but uh this is definitely I think a nice barometer test for Falco. Um, you know, we saw him last man, when did we see him last? He fought I know he fought at the tail end of last year, um, but you know, he was in Brazil in his last two fights, if I'm not mistaken. And so he's coming back to America and, you know, uh, he's got a lot of great qualities. You know, he's got a great smile. You know, he he, he he's very charming, you know, um, but 27 and 0 with 19 KOs. That's, uh, you know, that's the headline of it. Mm -hmm. We'll see, man. Um, so Brian Lua. I'm going to pick him. Or, I'm um, excuse me, Elvis Rodriguez. He's taking on Luis Elvis. Alberto Vernon. Never heard of him. Sad that with all the buzz Elvis got, they got him in a six or eight rounder. Like, they don't even have enough fight that they can announce the actual fucking rounds. Uh, it's actually, uh, they actually uh, did put it as an eight rounder uh, earlier today. Fine. Yeah, I just, you know, but, um, or at least I saw it earlier today. But, um, yeah, I don't know the kid he's fighting. Um, I don't really know anybody that he's been in the ring with either. Um, but he did lose his last fight uh, to an undefeated fighter, uh, Taras Shales, a Ukrainian kid um, who is, uh, yeah, Ukrainian. But he was undefeated. Uh, yeah, no, look, this is Elvis. Like, I get what you're saying. But this is Elvis' uh, a way of continuing that momentum, looking good. It, look, every time he fights on ESPN, right, he has a chance to be in the Sports Center top 10, right? And playing the guitar, playing the air guitar. And that's what he needs. You know, this is a brand fight, a branding fight. Elvis Rodriguez is turning himself into a brand. And so he's got to stay on brand, 
right? And by staying on brand, that's finishing his opponent uh, and, and giving us that, you know, uh, solo guitar. Um, but 10 and 0 with 10 KOs, uh, this uh, Dominican, he, he's, he seems like, uh, you know, legit. He seems like the real deal. I think that it's, you know, pretty safe to say that Elvis is going to, you know, win on Saturday and continue. But, I mean, what's not to like about the kid? Is he out of Robert Garcia's gym, or am I got him? I got him mixed up. Freddie, Freddie's, Freddie, uh, Freddie, Freddie, yeah, Freddie Roach. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm picking all A sides on that. On, on that, by the way. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, but I am gonna slow it down because Xander Zayez is on the new, yes. the new youngest top ranked signee. Uh, and the guy that really gets all the credit for sparring Adrian Broner for the last eight weeks. So let's see if that sparring with Adrian and Robert Easter and Rasheed Warren and, and everybody. I mean, even um, Franchon Cruz, Desern was there. Her husband, um, Mr. Desern, was also there. What the hell is his first name? I forgot. Oops. Yo, you know what's funny? Remember that mm. that that amateur kid that I was like, yo, I don't even know his name. He went to jail. Look at this shit. His IG don't even say his name. He must have heard the show. That should say his name now. Shut up for real. Swear to God, say Khalil Cole. Say Damn. Khalil Cole like a motherfucker. Mm. Hey, well, it was good advice. It was. Fuck that. Anybody that's out here trying to be a fighter, your name should not be one, two, three, four, five, some weird shit. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, under the undercard of Sonny... Well, real, real quick, I do want to say with Xander Zayas, uh, you know, if, if you haven't seen this kid fight because, you know, uh, you watch the show, he's been on a few times, but uh, the one thing that a lot of people have talked about is the fact that a lot of his fights have been on Telemundo or... Wait, where, was it Telemundo? Mm -hmm. Or one of them, you know, one of the Spanish channels, right? And they, they kept saying, like, well, why isn't he on ESPN? Yeah. You know, why is he? A, but it's because they wanted to give him that Spanish, that, uh, you know, Latin yeah, American fan base. You know what I'm saying? And so there might be some hardcores that have yet to see him fight. You know, I know Bro, a lot of people Puerto don't get Rican. those channels. He's Puerto Rican. They have to market him to the Latinos so that Absolutely. he can... So in hopes of like getting that Kodo, that Trinidad following. Yes. That, that, that's been, honestly, let's be real. It's been desperate for a true Puerto Rican from over there. Like Danny wasn't that. He's a Philly Rican. And that was cool. 100% they, they right. They adapted him. But that's why they had so much hope in Verdejo because he was from over there. He's from La yep. Isla, La Isla. So it's like, yo, hopefully he can do it. And that's what Xander represents. But I mean... The fact that, I mean, he he looks like he's gonna be the future for the Puerto Ricans, uh, you know. In the next ten or twelve years, easy. Um, he's he's extremely young. He's got a great team, you know. Uh, he's with Peter Khan. Then he's with, I mean, no, he's with he's with Dave McWhorter. I think he's with Split T, not Peter Khan. He's with he probably with Split T or Peter Khan, one of the two, because he, you know, he was. Sparring with Amir, man, uh, Amir Iman a lot before he got hot. He was always sparring with Amir Iman. Now he's with Tio and Cambroso, so he's probably with Split T. So he's getting all this phenomenal sparring. Now the Broner team decided to use his gym, so he got sparring with Robert Easter and Broner and, and, and everyone else that came down with them. I mean, the pictures are all over the internet. So uh, he looks like he can be something and he's super big 
147, he looks like a beast, man. He's a monster, you bro. Know? Him, sh His shoulders, crazy. But, yeah, listen, everything you said, I co-sign. You're 100% right. Like, top rank, this is right out the top rank playbook, okay? If you think about top rank, not as a promotional company, but as, like, a basketball team, right? Everybody has got to have like their team and they got to have their three-point guy they got to have the guy that has the rebounds right they got to have the guy with the assists this is top rank in the sense that they have to have their mexican fighter that brawls they have to have their puerto rican that they're pushing on puerto rico day um uh i'm sorry uh puerto, puerto rico the puerto day. rican parade <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean uh during the puerto rican parade you know that's what they did with miguel cotto just like you said and and unfortunately uh you know we, we saw that the their last project hasn't really panned out and 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 this is a chance with xander but but the things i see in xander are so much different uh than the things i saw in um in uh shoot what's his name um it's all right it. let me ask you this question and it'll, it'll come back to you when is pitufo fighting because they got him as a main event and and edgar belanga as the co-main uh yeah that's news to me i didn't I didn't see that the the I didn't see a bout sheet or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, I follow one of their trainers um and he posted like yo co-main main and both of them was training. Mm, okay. Um yeah, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. I mean, there's been heavy rumors that he was going to fight Dion Nicholson from Philly. Yeah, I remember you said that you said that uh, the other day. Mm -hmm. um, but Berlanga, they, they, that's another Puerto Rican uh, that they got and that they're investing in in top rank. You know what I mean? But, definitely, definitely, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's out the playbook, and and let's face it, it's a smart playbook. If the guy pads out, you know, he gets the support of a very supportive Puerto Rican uh backing uh both in the states and in in the country so um yeah it, it should be good i'm excited to see xander excited to see him uh you know forever for however long his fight lasts because just like elvis uh xander's been putting them out you know um he had a ud i think in his third fight and that was it you know he's been stopping everybody so hopefully he can continue that bro i'm excited that Sonny Kanto is back. And I'm wondering like, yes, I'm yes. wondering like, yo, what's going on? Right. Cause now Jared Anderson has, has, has surpassed Kanto. And Con oh, yeah. Kanto was like their 2019, you know, development. It was like, and then he only got one bubble fight and now he's yeah. finally coming back. So, I mean, they, they didn't even give him a bubble fight. He got a January fight. So that was pre-COVID, and he just sat out the whole year, bro. And now he's back on this card. 6-0, 5 KOs, heavyweight division. Do you think we'll ever see a Daquan Arnett, Eddie Gomez moment between he and Big Baby on top rank? Like, and for those that don't follow the sport and know what we mean, I mean, like, Daquan Arnett and, and, and Eddie Gomez were both signed a golden boy and undefeated. Um, and, and one was even advised by Al Heyman at the time. And, and they were like yep. 11 and 13 and 0, and they went at it early in their career. And uh, 
Yeah, I'm just asking Mario, do we see that in this heavyweight division with these two top-ranked heavyweight prospects? I, I think we're going to have to at some point. I, I wouldn't compare it to to Gomez and uh, Daquan because at that time, even though I loved that fight and I was glad they made it and it was so cool, I didn't think it was like absolutely necessary. These guys were still building their, their careers. So that's the difference right there. I think at the point that we see Anderson and Sonny fight, it's going to be – you know, kind of like a make or break thing. You know, they might even have some sort of eliminator on the line. It's going to mean something. And not that that fight didn't mean anything, but it, it really didn't have anything on the line, you know, when Gomez and, Ar and Daquan fought. It was kind of like, you know, the winner went off and the loser, you know, just stayed behind. Um, but I feel like we do eventually see it. I think we have to. But, you know, Sonny Conto, being a Philadelphia fighter, being from Philadelphia, he has a really strong uh, fan base. Uh, or, you know, he's he's had a really strong fan base, um, 25 years old. But uh, ultimately, I think you have to be more excited for Jared Anderson at this point. You're absolutely right. He surpassed what Sonny, Sonny Kanto was supposed to be. Um, and, and, and I don't understand. Like, I don't know why he took the rest of the year off. I'm not sure if we, you know, maybe there's an injury we don't know about or something. But, yeah, that was definitely not productive, um, you know, to keep him shelved all year. Or for the remainder, I guess, of 2020. But, you know, he's, he's got to come out and, and make a statement, I think. Um, you know, I, I, I would like to see a knockout. I really would. Um, by the way, uh, this dude he's fighting, Waldo uh, 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 Costa, you might remember him from the bubble. He fought Ibe um, in June of last year in the bubble. So, um, you know, actually, you know what? He's the guy who rematched iPad. If you don't remember, wait, was that it? I don't remember, but he, he definitely uh, fought him last. Check. I'm out to check. Waldo, Colteras, Ocosta. He definitely had a rematch with iPad. Yeah, he, he, had, beat he did. Okay. He beat iPad. Yeah. And then lost That's what happened. It was a split decision. Okay. Okay. Yes. I remember now. Yeah, and then Damn, he lost in the bubble. Poor yeah. guy, poor guy, almost rematched everybody. He rematched Dante Stone too. He beat Dante Stone the first time. Sheesh. Man, why they, why they not, why they don't let him keep his win? Why they don't <laughs> give him a motherfucking picture on box rack though? Yo, oh and then, man, and, oh that's shit, Dante Stone is scheduled to fight Ibeff in Arizona. No. Yes. Yo, oh, why they got it? Shit. Why they got him scheduled? For a fight with Ibeth and Ari his name ain't Ibeth either. They've been pronounced it a million times on on, on telecast as eBay. I don't know why. eBay, but Kingsley is scheduled to fight your man uh, Dante Stone December thirty first, twenty twenty one. Is this some? You're lying. Yeah. No, are you serious? What? Yo, there's yo. no way. Bruh, if I screen share this shit, he got three fights scheduled on box rack. And and I bet is the only I, eBay is the only opponent showing. Everybody else TB. Wait, three fights scheduled? Three. April and two in December. Back to back. I don't even know how that's possible. What? Yes. Is it like a tournament or something? I'm, I'm screen All in Arizona? All in AZ, bruh. Yo, that's weird. Look that is that really shit. weird. Look at that yellow stripe. Do 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 do. I mean, yo, he must be a good fight. He keep getting these wins Wait, on here. people, man. 
yeah nah i i know it's 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 interesting we'll see what sonny does um but I think he's got to get a stoppage. You know, I think he's got to make a statement. Bro, he, this dude he, never been stopped, and he fought eBay. And he Wait, fought I'm eBay looking at the wrong he, person anyway. You said he fighting, he fighting Wildo or some shit, right? This guy. Oh, he's been stopped twice. Oh, okay. eBay, eBay stopped him, and whoever the hell. Oh, Adam that's right. Stewart eBay is. stopped him. Yeah, I'm so stupid. He stopped him in the bubble. Who the hell? I remember is? that fight very well. I. I don't Wildo rem- don't I- even got a box right. Poor guy, man. 6'4". Oh, 6'4", wow. Okay. Yeah, that's what they say, 6'4". How tall is Sonny? Sonny's 6'4", too, right? Nice. Nah, he's like 6'2", I bet. Oh, they got him down Let's at 6'4". Wow, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, he's another David McWater guy too. Um, yeah, Sonny Canto, hell yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, a lot of a lot of these types of fights. For I wonder guys what's on gonna there. happen though if they don't make good with Tio. Does McWater stop feeding his guys to top rank? Hmm, that's definitely something that is worth uh, inquiry because that's a really good point. I mean. That that whole situation seems really really bad, just the optics of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you win the the fighter of the year, and then your promoter kind of just shits the bed on your next fight and doesn't get you paid? And I understand what's going on. I'm not saying it's all Top Rank's fault. I mean, obviously, you know, without crowds, it's hard to do things. But yeah, man, I, I could imagine David. You know being salty for rightfully so yeah man it would be interesting to see does he actually you know does that like does it get to that does it get to that because to yeah i don't know nah you 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 definitely right you definitely right so moving Uh, forward to the adrian brona card the return of adrian brona He's supposed to be fighting Giovanni Santiago. It was scheduled to be a junior welterweight fight. Last minute, this is a welterweight fight. So the the whole yeah, they moved it the whole marketing job was to get you invested. And now at the last reinvested. Hour, yeah, at the last hour they pulled the fucking curtain back, and they're saying he didn't make weight. He wasn't in shape. Oh, man, it's crazy. So, 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 and I'll break this down for those of you um, who who uh, don't know. Um, Adrian Broner's comeback tour has been predicated upon the idea that he has outgrown, or not outgrown, but he's you know he's matured. He's decided to settle down and really focus on his craft of boxing. You know, uh, he opened up about mental health. You know, he talked about the fact that he lost 35 pounds um, in preparation for this. Uh, And and I got to see that press conference, too. You know, A.B., you know, he he talked about the fact that he contemplated retirement. And uh, it was based on the fact that, you know, I love the answer he gave. He said, you know, how long have you been doing the same job? You know, I think he asked the writer that asked him that, right? He said something like that. Not in a contentious way, but just like, you know, like trying to make a point. Like, I've been doing this since I was six years old. I needed a break. That's where the retirement talk came from. That's where uh, Broner was. So then coming back, being trying to make 140, 
that was where everybody was rallying behind him because it was like, wow, not only is he coming back, but he's he's leaving the division that we all thought he wasn't as good at and moving back down to 140 and had even, uh, you know, hinted at maybe even returning to 135 at some point. But with it now, him getting those extra seven pounds, does it dilute the idea that, you know, this is a new guy, this is a changed guy, this is a guy who's rededicated himself to a craft? I'm going to tell you, I don't think that it's lost. I get that people are upset about it. I get that people don't trust it anymore or, or they don't they feel bamboozled or whatever. Or they don't think that it's real, you know, his, his rededication. I understand that, but I don't think that's what this is. You know, I think that maybe he overestimated the difficulties in making 140. You know, uh, uh, you got to remember, like, this guy's been at this weight class, um, but he lost 35 pounds. That That's legit. You know, he looks healthier. You know, he looks healthier. He looks and sounds uh, healthier. Um, he just seems like he's in a better place. So I'm not lost on this. I still feel like we're getting a repackaged Broner that's uh, coming in and, and wants to be the best version of himself. I mean, so did they switch it to 147? Is that what you're saying? Yes, right he's now? getting the seven pounds. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. I, I hear you. I saw I him today, you. and uh, he looked subdued in his all-red jumpsuit. He was just slouched over. I mean, I don't know if it was because the guy that he's fighting uh, wasn't excited or if there yeah, wasn't yeah. many people in the audience, but uh, he just looked subdued. Anybody. Yeah, it was all uh, video conference, right? Yep. And, uh, yeah, I thought he just looked subdued. He was just, I don't know, blank staring at his face. But for boxing, I hope Bronan comes back and puts on a show. I just wish he could have made the 140 and actually made a statement to that division saying uh, that he's I back. Agree. Yeah, I agree. Because 147, I don't think he's, uh, he's going to be able to compete at that top tier. But 140, AB's got skill, and he can actually do some damage there if he gets his head right. Here's the thing. I I don't think that this is an indication that we should that that he's fully giving up on the idea of 140. I think again, like look, I I agree. He looks subdued. He he didn't seem to be in the greatest of moods. I attribute that to having to make the weight. You know, he's probably miserable at this point, losing 35, now having to make, you know, a specific weight, losing 35 pounds, I mean, ha having to make the weight, I, I feel like he's probably just in a really shitty mood right now. Like, you know, like like anyone else would be that, that has to make weight and, and has lost a lot of weight and hasn't has having to been dieting for months and, and, you know, he's almost at the goal line. But I like the answers he was giving. To me, the context was better than the wait no i said that wrong but you get what i'm saying like i felt like his words were more important to me uh the body language i agree with you 100 but uh i just feel like there's more to this and, and and i don't think we should give up on the idea that he fights at 140 wow jb cinema said boxing just hasn't been entertaining without ab <laughs> mm, okay I, I I hear you. I mean, he's a very entertaining dude, and I get that. He's even been quiet too with social media and everything because he's oh, probably yeah. just been putting in that work. But usually, when AB has a fight, you know about it at least six weeks out. Like to be honest, this fight just jumped up at me, and I was like, just surprised, you know? Because usually I see AB everywhere talking about his upcoming fight, talking trash, trashing the other opponent. Mm -hmm. 
And this time it seems like it just sprung up on me. Mm. I, I get that. I get that. The one thing he did say that I was kind of like, mm, but I don't think anybody but us, you know, really understood it. Uh, they had asked him about the opponent and he had said something like, you know, this is a tough guy and I didn't want an easy fight to come back. I could have had an easy fight. And, and look, I don't know much about his opponent, to be honest with you, so I can't verify that you know but i do know that there was another guy in talks that he could have fought that would have absolutely been you know a tough fight um and, and uh damn what's his name ness uh oh my god i'm blanking on his Ooh. name the uh you broke the story though uh what's his name that was gonna get the broner fight they were in talks with them isn't he dominican uh shit what's his name chat help me out no clue who you mean <laughs> Right when what's his, right when the first opponent dropped out, there was a second opponent that they were talking about him fighting, and then the next day we got the announcement of this opponent. Damn, what was it? Who was it? Fuck, I forgot his name. But anyway, um, you know, I think that I think we're gonna see Broner, and I think that we don't. I, I don't think there's anything that we should have to expect you know if broner's doing the right things only he knows you know what i mean i mean look he can come out and starch his opponent and that'll make a lot of people re-believe i guess but um i just want to see a good showing like i don't think a new version of broner has to be a new version in the ring necessarily you know um so we'll see uh i think he needs to be a new version Michael Rivera, thank you. Damn it, Mark. Oh, yeah, You're the yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mark. Jesus, that was pissing me off. I swear to God, I was about to go off screen, start pulling my hair. Yo, Matt Ben 100 with the uh, super chat says AB opponent changed a few times. Not motivating. That's true. That's true. I can't. I can't disagree with Matt Ben. I I just want to see AB throw his hands. You got to get more than eight punches around. I mean. If he comes out and throws his hands, even if he gets hit a couple times and he beats his opponent, you know, I'll feel a little bit better about it. But if he just comes out, dominates, and just sits on that back foot and does the does the Mayweather defense, the little shoulder roll, and he doesn't throw punches, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna look good for him at all. No, even if right. he gets the win. He's gotta he's gotta look good. No, he's got to inspire. He's got to look good. You're right. You're absolutely right. I just feel like, I don't know, all this talk about like a new Broner, it's like, I think from what I've gotten on Twitter, there's some people that uh, have this idea that they have to see like a new version of him, like a different fighter or a, a guy with a different approach. I don't think all that's necessary. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, all fighters get older, they mature, they make better uh, decisions in the ring. You know, they're craftier. So all that comes with the territory. Uh, but I, I just want to see AB, like you said. Uh, you know, like you said, David. I just want to see AB. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> me too, dude. I mean, he 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 is entertaining uh, if he's matched in the right fight. But the thing is, you know, how long uh, is it gonna be before we get that fight? Like, how long is the project rebuild AB? And not that there's an issue with that. They can rebuild them. Um, you know, I just want them to make the right decisions. I think that they put a bad taste in all of our mouth by saying it was 140 last minute, 147. Because no harm, no foul if you come out and you you return to 147 and gradually get to 140 
and 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 this Great 140 point. this 147 opponent it could be whoever no one cares no one's expecting you to fight a killer you know what i mean we just expecting you to stick to what you're saying that that you're rededicated so then why not make weight let him get this one out the way to an undefeated fighter right he's undefeated isn't he is he yeah he's undefeated oh yeah God. he's an undefeated fighter and then let him keep really? gradually going hell, down to man. 140 and fight pro grade yo what That's if what you do him like laura yo don't play what if you do huh? like laura did warrington and shit like yo why you say it why you yo why you putting that in the air for bro this is boxing man nah you right you he right from puerto rico all his fights in Puerto Rico. Oh, man. And he ain't got no star fights. Giovanni going down, 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 down. Down, down? He got power, though. He got, like, you know, 66% power. All his fights in PR and DR, man. I mean. What about he, what about AB and uh, Prograde? He ain't you want to see that? His level for real, bro. They about to get this dude murdered. 31. Oh. I don't know. We'll see. I, I I agree that Broner's the favorite should be, and I, that's who I'm picking. But I just don't know anything about this dude. But I I think the pro grade fight is what they, if the idea is to keep AB at 140, and that's the plan. Pro grade has to be part of that plan somewhere. Um, you know the the that division on that side of the street isn't as glamorous as it is at the top rank. You know, but they have something very interesting in a Broner program matchup. That's a very interesting matchup. You don't need belts for that kind of matchup. Uh, you don't need really. You don't. You don't like it. I mean, it's Broner throwing them a bone, man. Ah, uh, you know it is. Is Broner throwing them a bone? What What is Broner like? Okay. Oh yeah, he's back because he beat Progray, right? Like, oh, Broner's back. He beat Progray, right? That's it. Why? Why wouldn't that be? No, but the, that, the... but that's it. And Broner's so much more but... than that. He could ah. just he could just fight Oliver Curdy Bevs all his life, and then get the big fight. Like and he then normally, get the big fight. Yeah, it's normally what he does. He'll fight like two dudes and then get in there with Porter. You know, then like. I think you're underestimating that fight a little bit, and 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 how big it is or how big it would be i'm not saying it's a massive fight. i mean we're not talking you know keith thurman uh you know earl spence or anything like that but that's a that's a good fight that's a good fight it's an interesting matchup right now i guarantee you you can't just tell me who wins that fight you know what i mean so uh the fact that it's maybe not a 50 50 but somewhere in that vein the fact that it's a guy who while Broner was shelved, while Broner hasn't been fighting and hasn't been getting wins, this is a guy in Regis Progray who really established himself over the last few years, you know, took his shot, didn't get the win against Taylor, but there's a lot of redeeming factors about a Progray. You know, he's he's got a lot of interesting things about him. So a fight with Broner and Progray is the B side of that. Sign me up. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know, champ. I just don't know who else he would fight. Like program comes <laughs> exactly, <to mind>. yes. <laughs> who exactly. Broner? Yeah, Bruh, Broner has a plethora of fighters he can fight. He's Broner. Uh, the, the one that doesn't have a fight is Regis. But isn't that the same? Aren't if if they're both fighting at one forty? 
I mean, where's the? I don't know, brother. Brother Broner can get a fight with, with Jose Ramirez because of who he is for two belts. Like he don't got to do much. That's what I'm saying. Like fighting Regis for what? To do what? What is it for? I I I, I don't know. Don't I think that it doesn't that madness. Like why are Listen, we fighting I... Regis? Like. Is it for Bell at least? Is it for an interim? Is it like, what is it for? You say, oh, bro, Bells don't matter. So you telling me Brona, who's been in, like, man, bro, he's fought mad big fights, man. I'm just not even sure. gassing no more. It's like, how do you go into this buzz all of a fight with Regis for free, basically? It's for nothing. What is it for? Uh, it... Well, listen, like he ain't going to get a Ramirez fight with the reputation that he has right now. He's got to he have a fight either. to Bro, prove himself. This dude will get a Ramirez fight if he if he goes through this tune-up and another tune-up. They... Listen, you could make the argument that Re Regis Progre is, is like the best fighter in the division that doesn't have a belt. I mean, you could make the argument... That you know, you take out Ramirez and Taylor, and, and Progre is the next best fighter that you would want to see someone fight at 140, especially a guy who's been at 147 and is coming down to reestablish himself. Because he beats a Progre, then yeah, I could hear the the chance of you know Taylor fighting uh, Broner or, or Ramirez fighting yeah, Broner. I could hear see, that after see, that. See, but it's different. You want to hear the chance from the fans if he beats Regis, and you're right, okay? You're right. I'm not saying that the fans won't back Broner uh, more if he beats Regis. I'm just telling you he don't need to beat Regis to get the Ramirez fight. Okay. I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think he does get it. Dude's a big name, But I don't man. think you're wrong. Dude's He's a big, a big name, name. And his last fight is a pay-per-view with Pacquiao, man. Like, So so, so then let's go back to your statement because you said, well, what's that fight for? But really what you meant was what's that fight for worth for Broner? Because exactly. Broner is – that's what Broner – Broner is a champion in the sense that He's an A-side major player in boxing, brings out fans, exactly. brings the money. So he has all the uh, exactly. you know luxury of a champion without the belt. So you're right. It is a pro-grade shot. That's yeah. what you said originally. Yeah. You're 100% right. Um, so maybe Broner doesn't want that. But then it goes back to what David just said, like, you know who? Where? What else has he got right now? Like, at, if he's going to be at 140, what else has he got? And at 147, yes, there are big names and there are a lot of other guys, but he's been beaten by these guys. And the guys that he hasn't fought, he lost to the guys that those guys beat. So you know, I only don't know. only thing I could see is that you know, let's hypothetically talk here. There's so many rumors that he's back for money, that he owes this, <laughs> that there's this this judgment, that judgment. So yeah. the only thing that I could assume is that the networks or the powers that be were like, look, we'll give you this fight for X amount of dollars to see if you're serious. If you can prove that you're serious, we'll put you in the Regis Pro Grade fight for X amount of dollars. Um, but I mean, Bob Arum doesn't want to pay Thurman or Porter. You think he's going to throw a fistful of cash at AB to fight Ramirez or... Or Taylor? Yeah, man. Let me tell you why. But Thurman and Porter have a chance of beating Crawford. You know, uh, Broner has no chance of beating Ramirez. Whoa. Really? Bro, you're going to watch this dude's uh, career for 12 years now? Five I years, didn't say you're years? wrong. No, no, no. Champ, My man, champ. don't let his hands go, man. Come champ. on, man. Chill, champ. Chill. I'm not saying you're Ramirez, wrong. Ramirez I'm just surprised you said it the way you said it. Eh. 
man, listen, man. He you don't give Broner no chance in that fight. I mean, he, I probably pick, I pick Ramirez too. I'll be honest with you, but bruh, I mean, Ramirez, it's not like a landslide. Ramirez pressure is too much for Broner, man. We all know that shit, man. Okay. Mikey okay. don't even come with the pressure that fucking Ramirez comes with, man. There's well, with no that way. logic, I agree with you 100% that Bob would take that gamble because he feels like, yo, okay, Ramirez. Yo, hold Ramirez. on, hold on. Let Big Time and said Bronin knocks Ramirez out. Let's just go to Adrian Bronin and show this dude that he's really falling off the wagon, you know? So get, get go back to AA, stop drinking, all right? Because <laughs> let me show you this. The last time he got a knockout was versus... So first of all... Wait till I show you his box rec, bro. Like, his last four or five fights, you know, it's just not even, like... It's, Wait, it's, so what? who said that? Big time, and some some, some weirdo. Uh, I, oh, yeah, Broner Knox Ramirez out. Listen, I, again, I think that you're right. I just don't think it's, like... I mean, it's, like, not, like, a 90-10-80-20 fight. I think it's probably closer to, like, 70-30. Broner hasn't been able to pop. beat Robert Garcia pop, fight. Pop, pop, Already got some pop. Yeah, let me see. Where the hell Brona at, man? Where did why look Boxrec don't even want to cooperate, man? They don't even want to look up the record. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Boxrec has him inactive. Damn. What for real? <laughs> yep, they did two minutes ago. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man, I, I I can't even. I don't know. My my, my box work is wilding. They talking about clean cookies and all this bullshit now, man. Whoa. Yeah, right. I ain't doing none of that, bro. No. Yeah, status that's inactive. On, yo, that's what? on his burner account. He like commenting. <laughs> <laughs> yo, but the card is good. I like the card. The card. Who is, else is on? Is oh yeah, they got Valine on Otto, the on the card, man. Yeah, Otto Otto Valine versus Dominic. Brazil. That's a it's, good that, fight. I like that fight. fight. Uh, it's so interesting to me. Uh, I'm interested who y'all picking in that fight. Oh, I'm going with, with Valim, man. I mean, Dominic, is, listen, Dominic is a dog, though. He showed us that in the Mirman Sword fight. He showed us that in the Negron fight. But Negron was out boxing him. And I think that uh, my good friend Valim is, 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 is uh, you know, more focused than Negron would, was. You know, Negron took that opportunity, and instead of capitalizing, he was a little bit, uh, you know. Otto Wileen's, uh minus 265. Yeah. Brazil plus so, 250. So I'm right. That's not nearly as bad so as I'm I right. thought it would be. Just, uh, just no, know that if, I'm right. If I just wanted to throw some money to the window and see if it stuck, I'd put 50 or $100 on Brazil mm. just to see. Brazil got that I, come from behind power. He got that mentality that that come from behind power. He has that mentality. That's what he does. He come, you know, he's he's come from behind and losing and knocks people out. But um, you know, for whatever reason, Broner's box track was acting on. Let me see if I could do it now. Cause I want to screen share this because he said he knocked. Go him. ahead, champ. My man ain't knocked nobody else since 2016. That was Ashley Theopan, and that was a TKO. Before that, yeah. Ali Bakurbidiev, and that was a TKO. That was a good fight, though, on Showtime, Ali Bakurbidiev. He hit my man with mad left hook uppercuts. Um, and before that knockout, man, Broner ain't get one since Gavin Reese in 2013. So in the last eight years, Broner's gotten one, two, three TKOs, no KOs, 
and they're only the, over Ashley Theobank, Khabib Alabakurdiev, and Gavin. I'm a little bit of a midget Reese. So, you know. His last real KO was 2011 against Vicente Rodriguez. <laughs> so, you know, let's just be careful when we say saying, Brona, about the knockout Ramirez, man. You tripping. Bob, yeah, it's, it's, Bob it's would pay for that fight win. because he knows that his fight is going to get the win and get that gain in popularity, man. Take that shine that you get from being in the ring with uh, Broner uh -huh. or Pacquiao. And Broner going to yeah, be talking that Mexicans, anybody can, and he's going to be like, boop, boop, bop, bop, bop. Do you think no, gonna uh, like, Ramirez is a foregone conclusion, though, to beat Taylor? Nah, I ain't no, saying that. I ain't saying all. that. I ain't saying that. Teller, Teller trains. He got gears. He ain't Broner. Broner's Broner. I'm picking. I'm picking Ramirez to beat Broner. We got mad. But Man. I think the. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was saying I think the promotion though between a Mexican fighter like Ramirez and Adrian Broner is like the money type of marketing mm. that they would want. Yo, somebody please remember this, Mad Bent. And I'm not, I'm not saying remember because I don't believe you, Matt Ben. I, I just want to celebrate you if this is true. I, I also second that, you know, I mean, I told, I just said a few minutes ago, like, he does have come from behind power. He's shown that. He's upset mine and he's upset two comebacks. Like, he was w losing to Mir Mansour, came back. Losing to Gadon, came back. Uh, his super chat says, Dominic stops Valine in eight. I, I don't think so. But, but then again... Tyson Fury beat my guy, right? And and Valine did well with the guy that beat my guy. So maybe I'm overvaluing and assessing Otto Valine. Good point. But I also seen him beat Travis Kaufman better than fucking my man's in them, Luis Ortiz, uh, so to speak. So. Well, that's, for me, that's why, uh, I mean, that's not the only reason, but uh, I'm picking uh auto in the fight and, and and that's for me a part of it you know the last time we saw dominic brazil out it was in 2019 may 2019 and he suffered a first round ko loss to deontay wilder before that he fought in december of 2018 so since 2018 okay dominic hasn't had more than one round boxed since 2018 mm. all right has to have more than one round box even though that carlos negron was like you said a good win uh that that to me is it's a hindrance i feel like dominic brazil is better with momentum but then you have you know otto Aline who comes off of a spirited effort against tyson fury uh and then beats a travis kaufman uh you know last august so uh more than anything He's had, uh, you know, more fights in that time. He's, he's, I feel like if there's anybody that's going to have rust that night uh, on Saturday, it's going to be Dominic. Yeah, I just want to say real quick, uh, don't forget Border Wars is March 13th. Uh, we got a fighter house. Staying at that fighter house is going to be Amin. And that's King Amin from Essex. His own brother, Info Joe from California. JP from Long Beach. Uh, Jordan in uh, Florida, Lids Low in Decatur, Georgia, myself, Mario Monguilla in Corpus Christi, Texas. You got Doomy all the way in New Jersey, Francis in Canada, and Bourne, who doesn't have a 
location. Now nah, I'm joking. From Brooklyn. Uh, so if anybody wants to get in on that BNB and be with the fellas and have you know Ness go down the line, bodying each and every one of y'all in chess. You know, drink coffee, talk boxing, have dinner, talk boxing, watch boxing together on that Saturday night after Border Wars. Not just boxing, but the best fight yeah, in 2021. Fighting, right? Is yep. he in fighting? Yep. He's taking on Wilder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, champ. I don't know about that one, champ. But, uh... So yeah, yeah uh, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait to watch that fight with all with everybody, bro. I cannot wait. Like, that's a dream for me to be able to see, you know, one of my favorite fighters of all time in one of the best fights of 2021, one of the most anticipated rematches in boxing history. And uh, to be able to watch it with the group of guys that are going to be out there, man, that's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, man. We're gonna we're gonna do rounds. We're gonna do rounds. Yo, speaking of rounds, last time we was together, we was doing motherfucking uh uh pad work and everything, man. So Ooh, Sony, yeah, you you was one of the main ones saying you were skipping this border wars, but you was coming through. I have had no confirmations from you. Is is you is you chilling or what? Is you coming through for real for real or what? You know what I'm saying? What's going on? But is you dumb, stupid, or dumb? It's going down Wait. March 13th. You know what I mean? Word. Border Wars. K. Kelly Boxing Fitness. Mad yes. Bent 100 says, Violin beats the COVID Kaufman. I thought he was going to say the COVID out of Kaufman, but I get you. I get you. He's, he's confident with Brazil. Yeah. He's confident. Um, he, we got, he is. Let me see here. On the undercard of that, we got the return of Zachary Ochoa. Zachary Ochoa. He's now being trained by Breadman Steven Edwards, same trainer of Kyron Davis, and the former trainer of Julian J-Rock. J-Rock. Yeah, he's in action against Juan uh, Jose Velasco, who's an Argentinian fighter, 22-2 and with 14 KOs, um, you know, orthodox fighter um you might remember velasco from his fights with uh mario barrios uh who he lost to with the uh, second round ko and then he also fought regis progre um and lost a tko um eight rounder but those are the only two fights he's lost and those are really good fighters to have lost to so um you know zachary ochoa uh he's been in the game a minute you know we're, we're all familiar with him you know in his time with golden boy and back and forth um but i wouldn't put him in a in a at the pro grade level i wouldn't put him at the barrios level so uh this is gonna be an interesting fight i think uh should be fun uh el pitbull that's juan's nickname so we'll see i'm, I'm gonna pick zachary Damn, though another pitbull remember remember frankie gomez the pitbull from east yeah, la frankie- Everybody yep. thought he was gonna be son because he was from East LA and shit. You know how you supposed to be tough coming out of there, and that my man just yeah, yeah. never, he never could get that the, the the gym right. Like he couldn't get that you, the weight loss part right, man. That's what's happening with you, right? You still ten pounds away. Yeah, man. Mm. Word. And, and 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 with him though, you know, one of the things was that it, it was weird. Like 
he he just he never seemed like the same fighter like through a span of time like i don't know there were nights he showed up and it didn't look like he showed up but um you know i think the the same probably could be said about Ochoa. you know he's only lost one fight but yeah, but he hasn't had any big, big, big step ups. He's rebuilding. No, none. he's rebuilding, but he's he's reinventing himself as a puncher. I think he's had a couple of stoppages, or he believes he's a puncher. Um, I mean, he's from Brooklyn. He left his his former trainer. Only seven knockouts, twenty one fights, um, and his last one, two, three, four, five fights have been eight rounds or less and they uh are all uds all of them yeah and that last fight the guy that beat him what has ulysses jr going on to do lose twice Uh, i yeah i damn he lost to oh my god he lost domestically to cag claggett yo wow shout out to steven claggett still out here nah he he beat he beat claggett Yo, it says he lost to Claggett, man. What are you talking about? What? For real? Yeah, no, he came back and beat him in the rematch. But after after he beat Zachary, he lost to Claggett, man. Word. Okay, okay. Yeah, man. Wow. And then he lost to Ishmael Basurro, who beat, uh, well, gave a good fight to Anthony Carolla. That, that's what Anthony Carolla made his name on, right? Beating Basurro? Yep. Hmm. That, was, uh, that was last year. Too. Was that his last fight? No, he fought in 2020. But anyway, no, that was last year, like 2019, December. So shout out to Zachary. Well, I hope I get to see this fight and see the development with Steven Edwards. Robert mm-hmm. Easter Jr. versus Ryan Martin. This is a good fight. Uh, but I believe Ryan Martin got bodied his last time out, right? I want to see. If I'm right, and and if so, unfortunately, that pressure falls on the hands of Easter, and I'm expecting Easter to body him, but I think that he did, bro. I think that. Um, let me see, Ryan Martin. Ryan Ryan Martin lost to Taylor in 2018, bro, and then in 2020 bodied. he picked up two wins. He got bodied by Taylor too. That mm-hmm. shit, I remember that he was just getting hit, 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 hit. And he didn't even know how to block them shits. So, I don't know, man. Easter, listen. Easter could be still good. He could still be like some dude that just needed time to develop. Because think about it. Easter went 12 with Komei, who's now known as a power puncher. It's not even a, Mm -hmm. a, 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 a guess anymore. You know, he's known as a power puncher. And he, he, he grinded that fight out. Whether you thought he won, he lost. He ain't get stopped. He wasn't you know, a victim. twelve with Mikey too. Yeah, I mean, you know, but he, you know, he ain't really throw let his hands go in that fight like that. But I mean, he but, I, but I'm saying Mikey, I think is a stronger puncher than Comey. Oh, where I don't know, man. Mm. But I hear you. But I hear you. Maybe Mikey That's... got the more glorious or or, or 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 bigger knockdowns or knockouts. I don't know. I would say like Maybe I'm biased because gonna... Mikey's my favorite fighter, so. That, could be that could be it. But but you know, I could see like rocking with that argument. Like if you're gonna take Mikey's entire career, I guess, in, into perspective, but I, I at that weight, ah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. I think Comey. Um that's that's a tough one. But yeah, no, but I I'm agree. I think Easter, that's man. you said it perfect. 
What'd you say? I'm picking Easter. I just don't want that. I want picking Easter over Martin. You know, again, I'm just expecting him to do what Josh Kelly. It would be good for you to do what Josh Kelly did. Josh Kelly stopped them in seven, and it, and it was evident that they were not on the same level. Mm. Well, they said. got Easter a big favorite in this fight. The minus eleven ten. I was talking crap about Whoa. earlier. That was the Robert Easter fight. Mm. Minus eleven ten. I'm telling you, man. Yep. They seen him get his ass whipped by Josh Teller, and 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 they just like, all right, you know, can is he still the same? Like he was taking shots. I, I, oh, I, I looked these lines up know. last night, so they could have changed. So, I'm just but they're throw probably, that out but there. they ain't gonna change by that much. If they, nah, you know nah. what I'm saying, like not for that. But listen, hey, okay. First of all, we've been doing this a lot lately, and I had somebody reach out to me on 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 Instagram saying, "When y'all talk betting, like, can you explain a little more?" So you would have to bet one thousand one hundred and ten dollars mm -hmm. to make a hundred dollars. Uh -huh. Yes, sir. And, and that's that is not good odds for you. Yeah, nope. especially listen for me. I, I'm picking Robert Easter. I think the Bartholomew fight is the fight that's most telling for me. Like, I thought that was a fight that Francis Bartholomew, if you're not familiar with him, he's a he's a good fighter. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't really know much about him, like, you know, he he's a good fighter. He beat uh, Relic. I remember uh, Mickey Bay, uh, uh, Shavikov. He beat a lot. Uh, he beat Antonio DeMarco. Like, he's, he's, he's a great fighter. I felt like that was his fight to win, though, uh, Easter. And, and, and you know, I, I never saw him, like, make the separation in that fight that I was expecting. But um, Ryan Martin is is a different fight, obviously, and, and, and I think he beats him. Well, if you want to get a little bit crazy on that fight, uh, speaking of betting, Ryan Martin is plus 625. He's going to stay you got there. A, you Bro, got $100. You could win six. Twenty-five. Or you can lose a hundred. Or you can lose a hundred. Nah, I'm joking. But yeah, I lose nah, I'm, really, I'm really not. What's his biggest win? Never Robert Easter. Robert Easter at least is a champion. Y'all tripping? Yeah, no. Robert Easter. Uh, hey, he beat Breedis Prescott. Rashid Warren versus Sharon Carter in a ten-round bantamweight fight. And Carter's coming off the biggest win of his career versus McJoe Arroyo, uh, but it was only like an eight or a six round versus Arroyo. And uh, Carter's already hey. lost to guys I've never heard of. Now, this is the lower Bantamweight division, so I I'm not supposed to know who Carter lost to, but do you? Is Carter... He lost to Angelo, he lost to Angelo Leo. Oh, that who... was Leo? Yeah, he lost to Angelo Leo. Mm -hmm. Angelo Leo beat him. Who, uh, if you know, if you'll remember, Spalton. he uh, Angelo Leo beat Tremaine Williams um, for a vacant WBO belt, and then lost it to Stephen Fulton a couple weeks ago in their twelve round fight. Uh, he lost a unanimous decision. So, but Leo's a talented fighter, bro. And you know, Leo, Leo is dropped from the rankings, or or they haven't updated it. I don't know. When when did that Tremaine? I mean that 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 Fulton fight happen? January twenty eighth. Okay. Yes. Was that the date? That's what it is. This hasn't been updated yet because he's not. Fulton is is recognized as the champion on these rankings, but they're not. No, showing the twenty third. The twenty third. Sorry. Hmm. All right. Wow, really? So he's not ranked anymore? No, no, I think they just need to update. It oh, says okay, last okay. updated January 21st. Got you, got you, got you, got you. Okay, okay. Yeah, so... Um, well, I see Stephen Fulton's name here twice. So 
That's weird. Yeah. Um, because it's not updated. Only yeah, the yeah, championship no. status right. was updated. Right. You're right. You're right. Um, when you put it like that, like that, like that. Oh my, my bad. I better not. I'm gonna get but flagged. Moving um, on to the car. I'm picking Rashi Warren. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I don't know Sharon Carter like that. I mean, are you gonna tell us something? I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to tell you nothing. Um, you know, I know. I know Rishi Warren. You know, I know yeah. you know Rishi Warren. Uh, you know, he 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 had some struggles. First of all, he's like one of the most decorated amateurs of all time. Is uh, Rishi Warren? Um, I think he's like went a to the Olympics champ too, bro. Three times. Yeah, he went to the Olympics three times, but I think he's like a two-time champ, right? Uh, yeah, he won the what was it? He won the WBA and he won the IBO. Yeah, no. that was against Payano. So it, he lost to Payano. I remember uh, that fight. It was a really good fight. And then he beat Payano uh, in a majority decision. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he Rashid's had some losses. Uh, his game hasn't, I think, fully translated from the amateurs, at, you know, up to that point. Um, but I, I look for Rashid Warren to win this. You know, he's got the speed. Uh, very slick from the southpaw. He's a good fighter. He's a great fighter. They got and, you know, a from about these guys, but both, I will go with you guys on this one. They both fought McJoe. Yep. Uh huh. They and did. Rashid, and uh, <laughs> I think Rashid's been in with the tougher opposition. He's been in with uh, uh, Obo Ali, Bayano <laughs> twice. <laughs> that that um. Ooh, I'm sorry. Ooh. It's all right, champ. You got it. I I I I tell him who else. Uh. Nope. Ariza. Wait. Jose Luis. Oh. No, that's not the guy. Yeah, that that's He's about it for me. He's got a loss to somebody I never heard of. Uh, from 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 Kazakhstan. Oh, that uh, was it? Is that not? Ryan Barnett. Yep. He just yeah, lost yeah, yeah. to Ryan uh -huh. Barnett. Yeah, he uh, he's he doesn't fight anymore though. What? Oh yeah, that yeah, was the guy he lost to. Yeah, he hasn't fought since like twenty seventeen. Yep. All right. So moving on, uh, Romel Cruz in the dreaded versus the dreaded TBA. So. I'm guess I'm going with Romel. I, I don't think that I don't think that fight's on anymore. Wait, I could be wrong. Uh, hey, man. Um, I'll, I'll check while we while we continue to go. Yeah. So, moving on to the DAZN card, we got David Avenizen and Josh Kelly. I feel like this fight has been scheduled for five years. Forever. Five years? Four 92 ever. different times. Yo. Crazy, man. Crazy. But now that it's here, um, you know... The thing is that they both have not fought since since their last fight, right? Like, that's just mm -hmm. the truth. They both have been out the ring equally as long. Uh, but, man, it's hard to believe in PBK, man. Like, pretty boy Kelly, uh, you know, he takes a lot of shots, and he's not as pretty as he thinks. Um, mm. I mean, I mean, I mean... Avenesian hasn't fought since 2019, bro. 
That's crazy, man. I don't even know who to pick on this, man. Because honestly, my gut is telling me Kelly can't win. He already robbed Ray Robinson. Evan Eason is a tough dude. Yeah, he's got some losses. But uh, they're, they're versus good opposition. You know, he lost to uh, Cavalaskis, you know, uh, Lamont Peterson, you know, and... You know, I think that's it. You know, oh look, Andrew Klimov. That's a. I think. Uh, uh, I think it didn't either Ramirez or 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 Crawford fight this guy, right? John he Molina. beat Mosley, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, Crawford fought this dude, man. And Crawford, Crawford didn't stop him. He went the UD. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, I has been in with the better opposition. He he's he's more durable, but he's been out the ring. Experience versus skill on this one. And we just don't know. Uh, I mean, like, is Avenesian been training? I mean, Josh Kelly's 26 years old. Now, he doesn't have to train. This guy's 32, you know? So, I so don't know. there's a lot I, of beef between these two a camps, lot of too. Beef. A so lot of beef. A lot of beef. I don't think they got to try to get up for this fight. I think they, they're ready to kill each other. Yeah, and Josh- uh, they got Kelly the favorite. Do they? Of course, of course. What's the, it's uh, what's the odds card? on that? Uh, just the money lines. Uh, Kelly negative one forty. Oh yeah, that's pretty much even Eastian, money. Yeah, plus one twenty. But yeah, that's favorite. pretty much even money. That's how I would have seen it too. Like when you said it, I don't Sorry. know why I thought you. Heard, I thought I heard you say he's the big favorite. So I was like, no, wait, no. what? Okay, so no. he's just a slight favorite. Yeah, listen. In case, like for those that don't know, we'll catch you up. This fight was supposed to be on a Kelbrook undercard back in like 2018, right? <laughs> and then, uh, and then Kelly pulled out because he had an illness or something like that. And then uh, Avenesian, you know, he he ended up winning that European belt, which is on the line. And and you know, I know we, they give a lot of shit to like regional belts and European belts, but. Um, this one means a little something in the sense that I think that it puts the winner on that world title, uh, you know, uh, radar, right? And, and so, uh, but they were supposed to fight again in March 2020. Yep. For said belt. For said belt. Um, and that fell through. So, um, yeah, it, it, it fell through. And so, I, I don't know. Listen, I, I think Kelly, like you said, the skill versus the experience, that's what this is. Um, I've always liked both these guys or, or always expected something from these guys, like, you know, and so uh, it's a big fight. It's a big fight. It's not like a big fight in the sense of, you know, the way we usually call it, but it's bigger than what it feels like. You know what I mean? Like it's the third biggest fight for, uh, Americans, you know, this weekend in terms of cards, but there's more at stake here than meets the eye like you like david said you know these guys have heat between them two um and, and it's you know it's been postponed so many times um it, it's definitely a fight you're gonna want to watch but man you know what i'm gonna rock with avanesian on this one i think it goes the distance and since they're uh, in the uk uh kelly will get the decisions mm, is it is avanesian from spain or Somewhere like that, or my way off. No, he's from Russia. 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 Yeah, but he lives in the United Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. 
That's what it is. Uh, I, I was think, gonna uh, it goes a distance, and Kelly gets the nod. Uh, so yeah, that's my pick on this fight. But it's gonna be a good fight. It's, I mean, DAZN's putting a headline in the card for a reason. So I think uh, it's gonna be a good fight. Mm. I agree. I agree. I think it's gonna be a good fight. Word. Does not have you seen fight Spence in the amateurs too? I thought I heard that a couple times. You might be right. That he fought Spence a couple times in the amateurs. Yeah, you could be right. So, Avenesians, he's 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 fought some competitions, and Kelly just hasn't fought anybody of note yet. So, it's going to be an interesting fight. I think you said it perfect. You know, skills versus experience. And I've heard, listen, uh, again, and I say this or whatever from time to time, it's like when you're on Twitter and you're on there long enough and you follow certain fighters, you kind of know who's at the gym every day, like people tweeting and stuff. I've heard Kelly has trained like a dog. I heard that he's in really good shape. Um, but again, this is coming from people that, you know, are on his side and, you know what I mean, and, and train with them and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, got to take that with a grain of salt. But um, I think the smart money is he on Kelly, but I'm still picking Avanesian in this one. He began hit, man. He began hit. I'm going PBK because you know it's a matchroom card, so, and he's the he's the undefeated fighter, man. But uh, so the fix is in. But uh, believe me, man, he began hit. We gonna see. Hopefully, I'm not. Um, well, after seeing a right. couple of them scorecards last weekend from the zone. Word. I mean, word. Even the know. commentators been been getting called out for that shit. So, um, I mean, we got a couple of guys here that uh, I am familiar with and maybe I'm not. So, Johnny Fisher, he's getting his bro debut, right? Uh, and we interviewed yes, him and he's on this card as a four-round heavyweight. Then you got Florian Marco who got the robbery draw last week. Uh, or not last week, but last fight. Uh, he looks to be returning in a 10-round welterweight fight. So I'm this gonna... one's gonna be a brawl too, I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you know. Yeah, the Charlton, the Charlton kid ain't nothing to mess with. Okay. He's I don't uh. Know him. Yeah, a lot of volume, and uh, Mark who comes forward, he has a lot of volume, so it's gonna be a, a lot of action. Who's able to uh, catch the other one first? I think is gonna win this fight. Yeah, Florian mm. had a lot of hype. He, I think he might have, uh, if he would have won, he probably would have gotten a fight with Congo or they were trying to build toward a fight with Congo. Not really sure. I think so. But, you know, he suffered that draw or whatever. Robbery. Happened. Yeah, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's rebuilding season. But uh, I don't know um, Carly Shelkley. I don't know. None of these... Do you know the Robbie Davis Jr., Gabriel Venezuela fight? I don't know neither of those guys. Mario. I know Robbie Davis Jr. I don't yeah. know the opponent. Robbie Davis Jr., uh, I'm, I'm familiar with. Uh, a lot of lot of people in the U.K. Uh, big on him, but I don't know his opponent at all. Um, I know that he is 22 and 2. Oh, no, 20 and 2. My bad. But yeah, that's about all I can tell you. All oh no, right. he is twenty-two and two. My bad. His opponent, I mean. Robbie is twenty and twenty. You know who? Uh, 
I saw people putting stuff about uh, Amy Timlin. Uh, they were putting her. they were putting stuff uh, on her. They've been saying you know a lot of good things. I saw um, some some you know inches covered on her, uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. I guess you know I, I'm gonna definitely check her out, but um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't uh... find no fights on her though on YouTube, David. Like nothing. No, she was on uh she uh, had a good fight that was a draw on her last fight with the zone. Oh my uh, god, yes. I'm yeah. so stupid. Yeah, she's oh, like she yeah. looks like she's ten years old, but yes. she's a brawler. And uh she she's got a big trainer over there. I forget what stable she's in, but mm -hmm. she's got a good trainer over there. Uh uh maybe it's Caldwell. Yeah, I think it's Caldwell that trains her. Caldwell, okay, wow, okay, yeah, so definitely, uh, good, yeah. um, yeah, I, I think I, she got a draw in her last fight, she's fairly new, but, um, you know what's weird is, I don't even see her listed on the, on the well, bout sheet that they put it, up, really. yeah, it's, she's 4-0-1, um, oh okay, there's there's uh there's another car taking place in Wakefield in the uh, England. I don't know you guys uh familiar with those this is another UK card. Um, yeah, that one's happening tomorrow on ESPN Plus and it is Sean McComb uh and Gavin Gwynn fighting for a vacant Commonwealth lightweight belt. Um if I'm not mistaken, the last time we saw Sean McComb was damn, I don't remember. I think it was on the undercard of uh what's his name? No, no. No, my bad. He was on the Jonah Carroll undercard. Yeah, that was uh that was on the that was on ESPN Plus back in August. That's the last time we saw him fight. Um, but yeah, it's 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 headlining the fight tomorrow. He's you know Sean McCombs from Ireland, um, or he is Ir he's Irish, but he's from. Oh man, I don't remember where he's from. To be honest with you, oh no, I I, I don't know. But um, yeah, that, that you know I I don't know much about his opponent. I don't know much about that card. Um, I just know that it's on tomorrow, and I'll watch it. Yeah, well, that's it. We're going to go out to these callers and, uh, yeah, let's do that. Quick word, sponsors. These calls are brought to you by El Camino Electrical Services, experts in electric vehicle charging stations. For consultations and turnkey installation, visit us at ElCaminoElectricalServices.com. Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. Suleiman Scala, what up? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? This, uh, listen, man. Yeah, man. That guy, Jared Anderson, is a, it's a good heavyweight prospect. I think I think he's a real good opponent. Um, if he keeps winning like that on the winning on the on the winning column, I think I could see him fighting uh, like a Trevor Bryan. Um, he packs a punch and he's pretty defensive. He looks like he's doing some um, some good training. Uh, that win with Kingsley uh, Epe was pretty good because uh, the guy was throwing a punch. He ducked the punch and caught him with that punch and knocked him out. 
I don't think Kingsley's going to be following that schedule that you mentioned in the in the show. Uh, also, that Josh Arrington fight, man, with Lara, man. If um, if he would have boxed him over a little more and stopped floating up, I think he would have he would have stopped uh, Lara because Lara's eye was completely closed. But uh, he decided to trade with the guy. And he got caught with that left hook, and it was a wrap. Um, I think he, his recovery skills are not that bad for Warrington because he recovered from that hit on the fourth round and managed to win some rounds after that. So I, I don't think it's um you know I, I don't think he's uh he should learn how to box a little more box and move, uh mix it up in there and uh, Lara Lara he he took a lot of punishment in that fight man uh, even though he 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 has a good win he should take it kind of light he's like a Nagatani Nagatani and Lara uh, they they both would have stopped in that fight if the if the fighters that they fought like Verdejo and him if they would have box and move a little more they would have won the fight um that's about it uh. Uh, for this show and um, uh, for for me calling and um, the, the AB, you sh- you guys should give him the benefit of the doubt, man. If he boxes and moves and stays at 140, I think he could be a champion again. At 140, with uh, like a second tier belt, like a WBA uh, uh, 140 pound belt. Um, right now, Mario Barrios is gonna fight. Um, he's gonna fight this guy. What's his name? Um, uh, Regis Progress. You never know. He's young. He's strong. He might he might upset Regis. Regis has been beaten before. And then we might see Regis and uh, we might see uh, Barrios and, uh, and Bruno going at it. You guys have a great day, and uh, thank you for giving me your time. All right, Suleiman, the scholar. If you're on Blog Talk, press one. And if not, we are done. Look at that, Mario, with all these fights. They just don't come out for these little Mexicans, man. And this. This is not even little. That's one third. Oh, Myra's not even there. This one thirty, bro. They just they ain't come out. That's so crazy. One thirty. If Shakur fight, they call in. You see that? Where's all my Mexican people at, man? I thought I thought Valdez was like big out there. He actually lives in Mexico and got like horses and shit. Crocodiles and shit. Hey, if they don't tune in for this fight, they're gonna miss a good one. So. I'm tuning in. But I'm actually going to be live at a fight, man. So I got to catch the playback. So I hope I'm able to do all that. But uh, on that note, Moore's House, let them know where they can find your YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, y'all can find me at The Shakes 85 on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at Moore's House on uh, YouTube. So. Come check me out. Show me some support. And not only like and subscribe, but also share. I'm a new channel. I'm trying to get on my feet. I need all the love I can get. So, TBF fam, I appreciate it. I'm glad that I came in. And uh, I'll be seeing y'all soon again, shortly. For sure, man. Peace.